welcome to episode 40, good God, we're here already, of the Xbox Era podcast. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Special Ed and Figments. How are we doing, guys? G'day. Uh, doing all right, doing all right. Excellent. Pretty good stuff. Now, in an effort to be uh, more efficient with our podcasting, I'm not going to preamble any of this. What have we been playing lately, gentlemen, on our shiny new next generation consoles? Dare I ask? Well, I mean, I'm the only one with an actual next generation console, but uh, oh, what oh, have I, I see. Been so, <clears throat> what have I been playing? I started. I, I started playing uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity on Switch, which is really good. Yeah, that's um, not a next gen console. No, I know. Oh, technically, it was the first next gen console. Technically, no, technically. Um, it's the first Gen Nine console. <coughs> um, Maybe if you're, I don't think that, about it. But I no. don't think Nintendo take part in generations as we view them. Just, just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're completely outside the cycle at this point. What else? And I started in terms of new stuff. I started Days Gone on PS Five because it runs at four K sixty, and I've never played it before. So nice. I started I've heard, that. I've heard. Uh, it's kind of run-of-the-mill, but it has its charms, effectively. Well, I mean, I, I played a demo of it like two years ago at PAX Australia, and I thought it felt pretty solid back then. Never bought it. Yeah. Uh, and now it's part of that PS Plus collection, which could be potentially a whole other discussion. But <laughs> uh, started that, and yeah, I mean, it's okay. I can tell that I'm in for quite a slog. Mm. Like, Open world you can slog. already tell it's one of those padded-out, have heaps of stuff to do da 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 um looks nice it's nice playing it at 4k 60 because apparently it's <coughs> not even close to that on the ps4 pro but yeah it's okay they're, they're the two main new things that i've been playing aside from the normal stuff that i usually play mm-hmm. yeah what about you figments uh, anything anything fun uh so me and my friends have been gearing up for the uh deep stone crypt raid in destiny 2 uh this is the last weekend to get it done before the reset on tuesday uh and the reason why i say the last weekend to get it done isn't because it's going to go away but because bungie has said that if you beat the raid by december 1st at reset uh, you get a token that allows you to buy a really, really cool-looking jacket. Like, really cool-looking. Okay. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of grinding to get ready. Thankfully, the braid requirements this year, this go-around are actually fairly reasonable. Uh, for those in the know, it's about 1220 light level, which is not that difficult. Soft cap is uh, 1200 and the grind to 20 more points is, like, two days. So, uh, two days of, like, six hours playing each day. That's not bad. Um, but beyond that, uh, on my shiny new Xbox, a lot of Tetris. <laughs> mm. It's uh, so Tetris zen. Effect is good. It's so Tetris zen. Effect is, is amazing. It's so, good. like, relaxing. Okay, I'm not going to say it's relaxing, because it, it makes me angry when I, when I fail. Uh... <laughs> But so ang- like, though. I'm the type so of good. I'm the type of person who like if I'm trying to uh beat a level quickly, 
yeah. I have a very specific strategy of you know lining up every the the common strategy of making sure every row is clear and then putting in the mm. the the straight line the in straight one line. slot and clearing mm. four rows at the same time, right? Uh, that's if cool. If I that's mess interest. up, if I may, if I mess up those straight lines, and I do very very much, uh, I start stacking all the blocks until I get a fail state and restart because there's no restart button if you pause the game. So it's usually uh, pretty easy to fix though. Usually, and I try recovering. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, <clears throat> I get very easily frustrated when all of a sudden I misclick, and the block goes down in a way that creates a gap in one of yeah, the lines. Yeah. Fast world problems right here, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so angry at myself for messing it up like that. Uh, but Tetris, Destiny Two. Uh, and, um, that's pretty much, oh, I bought Hunt Showdown in the sale. Oh, it's the Black Friday sale. Really good fun. And it, with friends, really good fun. Really good fun. But that. the problem with the game is it's so difficult to get into. Yeah. Like there's so many moving parts you have to be aware of. There's so much like just minute strategy with how mm. you're supposed to engage each, each individual match. And like yeah. counterplay with other hunters, making sure you can get to the extraction point in a way that makes like that saves time and kind of loops around and tricks people into thinking you're going somewhere else. Uh, and just, oh my, it's it's hard. It's really hard as a new player getting into that. It's also I love I love the horror elements of it. I think that, that oh is, yeah, it's, it's so well done. Like you feel. If you feel dirty after you've played, you feel like you've, yeah. you've wallowed through crap. It's good. It's good. It's very well made and very pretty. It's, it's a very, well. very good game. Very pretty game. I'm hoping for a Series X patch because I think <coughs> it only runs at 30 FPS on yeah, console. It's, it's not great performance-wise. And, and I would, I would like to see an upgrade in the frame rate mm. and maybe the textures because there's a lot of pop in that I noticed. Yeah, at least in the mm, distance, it's rough. It so was, I played uh, it in. Uh, in early access, I think, on PC if several times. Um, I haven't tried the console version, but the early access version was also pretty rough, but gorgeous at certain points. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been playing... But yeah, that's what I've been playing. I've been playing an absolute boatload of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I think, uh, by the time we recorded today, I think Proven dropped his, his review. Um, I think he was probably a little bit more positive on it than i am um and don't get me wrong it's 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 really good um but it's been a while since since probably black flag that uh, an assassin's creed has made me spend anything in the amount of time that i am spending on that game like i've been playing for i think i've got about 60 hours or something sunk into it at the moment which is Jeez. nuts for me and I've, I've barely scratched the surface having said that um, you know, th when you play something for that amount of time, there are things that start to 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 annoy. Um, but it's it's still keeping me going. And there was a story moment earlier where I was genuinely surprised at the twist. I won't spoil it. Um, and I was actually a little bit angry when it gave me a choice, which obviously is affecting the story. I was I was annoyed. <laughs> I liked, I liked, uh -huh. yeah, I was annoyed at, at what had happened and exacted very brutal revenge. Um, 
and it felt good. Oh, I see. Um, and I've also been playing, and the reason I look so absolutely dead on my feet today is I played Sea of Thieves on console um, until 4 a.m. last night. Um, and it's so I might mention this last episode next weekend. My gaming friends and I were having a virtual yeah, LAN yeah. party, right? So uh, we normally all get together, the big group of us, every year at a minimum. There's often smaller get-togethers throughout, but the big one, at least once a year, um, be it for you know renting boats or going paintballing or just LAN parties in general. But because we can't do it this year, we're going to do a virtual LAN where we tell our significant others, take the children and go. I am playing video games. Leave me. Um and uh, I, we're looking forward to it. But my my best friend came down a couple of nights ago to fix a, a, a leak in some pipe work at my younger brother's house. And I said to him, well, look, so you can play all the console games on a decent console and not the OG Xbox One from 2013, borrow my Series S and take it home. So for the first time last night, we got to play Sea of Thieves and we got to turn on the we only want to be matched with other people on console with pads because we encountered, mm. as we got into the early hours, we encountered a lot of very, very uh, effective uh, mouse and keyboard players, which is never fun if you're not able to keep up with them. And mm. No, yeah, in any game. It was, yeah. it was horrible. Um, but last night, it was just, we were just... I think we, we killed everyone on the server three times to the point okay. where the game said, yeah, we're going to swap you to a new server because you've murdered everyone and they've all left. And on the last <laughs> go-round, we'd, we'd done all these challenges for this Halloween event, so we'd unlocked the cool armor costumes and everything, and we were about to call it a night. And we noticed that the Fort of the Damned goes up, and we're like, oh, we've got nothing to lose. Let's just, let's just go check it out. And we rock up, and there's a sloop doing it, and they're on the final round. So we come along, we gank him, and we kill the guy. Well, we nearly kill the guy. We, we've nearly killed the guy, and they managed to make it back. And they and there's this big like fight. We're on the island trying to take him out. The captain's sailing the boat around trying to avoid the, the sloop. Then like three other sloops come. So we've got four sloops versus us on a briggy. We kill the guy. We managed to nab the key. And because we didn't want to... It was, it was half three at this point. I wanted to be in bed. but And we didn't have any cannon. We couldn't fight them. We knew we would lose. So we did the ultimate dick move. We just sailed off the map with the key, effectively just saying, screw your hard work, you're not having anything. And man, the hate messages I was getting on Xbox Live. It's been so long since I've had hate messages. But it was literally the lamest thing to do, and we did it. We totally were like, nope, we're taking our ball or your ball and we're going home. And it was just sit there on the map, and they couldn't get to it. We were watching them like try and swim out, and you get teleported back to the island. It was so funny. So yeah, that's what I played. There you go. My my uh, bi-weekly. Sea I actually of wanted story. to. I, I actually wanted to talk about how small tangent, but isn't like the isn't like the difference between controller and keyboard and mouse and Sea of Thieves like. I feel like it's way more pronounced in the way it feels compared to other games with crossplay enabled like that. I don't know why. It just feels more janky on a controller than it does with a keyboard <clears throat> and mouse. Yes. It does. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of like, auto aim on pad in Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel as natural, I guess. It feels very stilted. 
It's, I hope they fix that. That's my I, number one issue of playing with the controller, honestly. Well, I I think it, for me, it's a pad game. It's very much a kick back and relax. Um, and it's yeah. not to disparage anyone that wants to play mouse and keyboard, but the skill gap is wide if you get into a fight. Um, there is nothing worse than watching a uh, a pirate bunny hopping like a madman and one shotting <laughs> you with a pistol and a and a sniper rifle while you're just on a pad trying to turn fast enough to maybe <laughs> get a slice. It's agonizing and it just makes you want to quit. Um, so I do hope they do yeah. something about that. But yeah, that was anyway, my uh, weekend. <laughs> well, there was big news this week. There was I was going to say this it, there's something I. This isn't something I've been playing, but it's something I've been playing with. Some may have noticed that when watching that I'm wearing my... Uh, I bought a set of Major Nelson gloves. And I <laughs> use these. I use these because something that my family and friends know about me is that I'm a very OCD clean freak. And like, you know, I take apart my consoles. I take apart my controllers and clean them the whole, the whole shebang. And I really am getting tired of cleaning my controllers. So I've just bought these and I now play with these. <laughs> the mental imagery of, of this is, is I'm aware of how weird it is. My, my niece was over yesterday for my son's birthday party and she saw that I wear these gloves when I play games and she just started laughing. Yeah. She's, I, te- she's yeah. 10. I couldn't do it. I need uh, that feel of finger on plastic and rubber. Giggity. I just anyway, like that it keeps so, my controllers fresh and clean. I've got very clean hands, so my controllers are never dirty. So do I. Honestly, no, I wish thing. I wish I was wear worn gloves when I took my Series X out of its box because the moment my hands touch that that dang monolith, you mm. can see the grease stains. And yeah, it's just, I wonder what the material is that they make the I washed, X out of. I, I don't have I one. I made so. sure. I made sure. Double sure. Clean my hands. Wash them as best I can before opening that box. Ever yeah. since we got told, oh, it's a grease magnet. Well, crap. My hands are naturally just greasy as hell. So I tried yeah. doing everything I could to keep it clean. There are still grease spots on that thing. Like it's, it a, it's a matte finish, me. but the, it must be a very weird material that they use. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, I don't get it. Like, I love the matte design, but I hate how much it traps grease and fingerprints so easily. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I found that with another device today, and I might as well get this tangent out of the way before we get on to, into other things. See, do you see the fingerprints oh, yeah. on that? I've barely touched it. Right? Yeah, look at but, that. But, yeah. Yeah. Right, and that's me trying the la- to clean The laptop it. that you won randomly... Uh, it, I, I can definitely <laughs> confirm it was random. I know, I know. I messaged Thomas... <laughs> I, I, I felt <laughs> almost a little bad that I won it. I was like so I, I, shocked. Yeah, I said to Thomas, I go, that was really nice of you to, to you know, to give that laptop to John. <laughs> I think he was he was just as surprised to be honest with you. He was. He goes, uh, I swear, he goes, I swear, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I, it. It's weird. I saw there was a competition, and and I was like, oh, do you know what? Why not? I, I never enter stuff. I never enter competitions because I, mm. I don't have much luck. And it was um, utilizing Gleam, um, which I want to start using when we're when we're big enough to to run some of our competitions because it tracks everything and monitors it all for you as opposed to you know the way i currently do it which is kind of collect everything and then pick at random um it Mm -hmm. does it all for you automated but it also allows you to track 
what people are doing to earn entries so you know i when i entered the competition it was like you know do this and follow here and click here and subscribe yeah, yeah. here so i just went to did most of them and 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 that was it and uh i i didn't know i'd won um but I suspected that I might have because uh, I got followed by one of the guys from Wired Productions, like the director or the head of it. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw the notification, like he started following me. I was like, nah, like nah. And then, and then obviously I saw the tweet and I freaked out. And yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, really very, cool. very cool. 4K OLED screen as well wow. on a laptop. Like... And you get to play it with your physical copy of Falconeer. There is one amusing element of this in that they did send me a physical copy of the Falconeer <laughs> for a for a laptop with no disc drive. Yeah. The irony hey, look, was not lost. You get to me. play. You get to play. Uh, you get to play your physical copy of Falconeer on a three-hour battery life. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you make one of those in your videos? House. Like, um, was it Mega Sixty Four that made that video saying the PS Five can't play vi- uh, physical games? And he bought a digital PS5 and he was trying to stick his disc in it. And he like full on smashed his PS5 apart trying to get this disc in, filled it with like all these different lubes and stuff to try and thinking that the disc wouldn't go in. And he absolutely tore his PS5 apart and then tried to return it to EB saying this thing doesn't work. It can't play my games and stuff. And I was like, it's actually a pretty funny video. Christ, imagine having that much money to uh, just make a funny video. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But uh, anyway, big news happened this past week, week and a half. The Game Awards announced their nominees. Oh yeah, every category. Let's see. Let me. Let's go through the biggest one here. Game of the Year. Hang on. Let me bring it up. I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. So, Game of the Year nominees were Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. And The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, mm. I think we're going to guarantee that Last of Us Part Two is going to win that. Any objections? Uh, no? I think Animal Crossing's a shot. I think Animal Crossing think? has a chance. Yeah, I would love Animal Crossing. I would love how much it depends how much Jeff. It depends how much Jeff decides to uh, use his uh, influence <laughs> over the result. I don't think. I. I, yeah. I mean, he's protested. He doesn't have any, but. Um, yeah, here's I my I, I saw an amusing YouTube video where someone had cut Jeff Keighley nominating or talking through all the nominations but it was basically like it started off and it was like The Last of Us 2 and then it started getting into silly categories like best E3 coach uh, e- esports team coach The Last of Us Part mm-hmm. 2 and like, everything was yeah, just the yeah. last I know, and that's why it's like, yeah, there, there's no. Because isn't he isn't he like buddy buddy with Neil Druckmann or something? I imagine everybody. I don't know. This industry, I am learning more and more, is 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 small. I mean, very, it's not in terms very of small and but... very connected. The people who are in the know are in the know. Yeah. Like they know everyone else, and they everyone else yeah. knows them. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's, it's a, a very uh, like very different industry. I'm I mean, I already Ori. had my suspicions about the Game Awards, but not seeing Ori nominated for Game of the Year just confirmed those suspicions. It's so shocking. It's, I mean, Ori, yeah. Ori it's pretty hard to take was, seriously. Was one of the best games of the year without Shadow I mean, of a Doubt. Come on, and look, it's just dumb. I, I think I think this is we're touching on on something here that is perhaps a uh, a nuance of gaming at the moment, and that is. 
the the third person narrative adventure game, right? For the Slow majority, that is the game people want. It doesn't matter about like Hades. See, I don't agree. Hades has. See, I don't agree. But Everyone I... keeps saying that, and I do not agree. It it's... is not the game people want. It's the game people want to talk about. Because if you yeah. look at the sales, it's actually not the game people want. All the games as a service stuff makes more money, sells more, gets played more. It's the game that people want to talk about. Same way the yeah, the, game... the, the movies that win Oscars, no one watches them, but they're the ones that people want to talk about. Yeah, but no one actually watches the English Patient. Yeah, yet it won the Oscar. Like, that's the thing. It's a myth. It's they're not the games that people want. They're just the games that people want to talk about. Saying that, it's it's, it's a it's award shows are or award shows like Ed said they're they're essentially just propping up conversation pieces, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, like. I don't know. I've had really mixed feelings about Last of Us even getting nominated uh, as a game of the year. Like I knew it was. Everyone knew it was going to be course. nominated, and the chance is probably the chance it's going to win like fifty different categories is pretty high. Uh, so best esports title. Um, <laughs> uh, it'll probably win uh, best racing game too. Yeah, yeah, that was in the YouTube video. Best racing game. Best racing. Game. Best platformer. Best puzzle game. <laughs> Best children's anyway, game. Anyway, uh, just and I said I talked about this in the Xbox era Discord, and I really feel like you guys don't want to hear me rant about this yet again. You're I don't gonna, know if John saw me rant about it. Uh, employee overworking and crunch, right? It's not just okay, not that. I was going to talk specifically about the story of the game and how I feel that the message it sends isn't appropriate for a giving recognition to uh and there was a whole debate in there was obviously issues with the crunch issues and the fact that even from that standard it probably shouldn't have been nominated simply due to the fact that like these people were overworked and underpaid to make this game that is a fact but we know that most of the games that were nominated yeah we just didn't hear about it we just didn't hear about it. that is very fair that is very fair that is true at the same time, there's still a question of should we even award those games either, you know? Uh, but then you're not going to be awarding many games, man. Just give it to Animal Crossing. I'm pretty sure no one crunched to make Animal Crossing. Anyway, <laughs> who knows? We will never Cause, know. Cause guess but, what? Cyberpunk and Halo are probably getting nominated next year. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't I think Halo will get nominated. I think. Anyway, my main, issue with the, my main issue with the whole thing is... Uh, and I went into a whole rant about this on the Xbox Era Discord, but that the whole murder simulator aspect of the story in Last of Us Part Two, how mm, the implications of, oh, without law and order, everyone is just kind of an asshole. Uh, I don't really think that's an attitude anyone should be uplifting, regardless of the quality of the game. And I think it's important that people understand that uh, while the game might be great, and from everything I've seen of its gameplay, most people agree that the gameplay is great. Uh, the story doesn't... I don't think we should award the kind of outlook that that story presents to people. 
especially in a year like 2020. That's a bit too cynical for my taste. I don't know. I think I think any any medium can touch on any subject matter, and if it's done, it's not just if that. It's done it's well. Not, it's then not it's worthy it's of recognition, not that, right? It's not that I'm trying to say, oh, because this particular take I don't agree with, I don't want to see it uh, elevated. I think it's a dangerous take to have. Uh, and especially in a year right now where people have been proving time and time again that it's just not the kind of thing that really happens in real life, you know? Uh, it's just... I tell you what, I like, think luckily awarding for me, I such don't... cynical viewpoints is, should be our goal. Yeah, is my thing. I, I, L- luckily for me, I don't care about story in games. So well, I've like I've started <laughs> Days Gone, and I've been skipping all the cutscenes. And my mate that was over the other day was watching me play it, and he's like, "Okay," because he loves Days Gone, and he's like, "Okay, in this part of the game, you're supposed to be getting this." They explain that in the cutscene, but you skipped it. I'm like, oh, "Okay." Honestly, I just, it's I just... skip all the cutscenes. Well, so so last, the last I don't know I don't know how familiar you two are with this term, but Last of Us is very much a Doomer kind of game. Uh, for those not familiar with the term Doomer, it is a very uh, is a very radical, and I mean like I'm pretty left wing, but this is like end of the world. Everyone is awful. We should just remake everything from scratch again. Left wing ideology is what a doomer ideology is and this whole like the last of us is just it's just that it's a perpetuation of just such a cynical outlook on the world that i just don't think it should be given praise for that well yeah i i I don't know i think anything anything can be touched on it but i i I think you guys have touched on something interesting and it, it reminded me of a do you remember the whole tomb raider thing where she became the Tomb Raider in the 2013 yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was the moment where she, she murdered like everyone. one person was like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. And then proceeded oh to kill God. like thousands. <laughs> like thousands. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and obviously there is a massive disconnect between how a character is represented in a narrative versus you know, trying to make a fun game. Um, That's right. And people just can gloss over that, I think. But I had an amusing moment where, again, you know, I'm playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I'm a Viking, right? Vikings, going to cut and chop people up quite a bit. Mm. And there's this there's this mission, and there's no spoilers here. It's just an average open world mission. Go to go to village, burn, burn huts, kill the big chief dude there, ransack the village uh, to, to bring um, a king back to the table for peace talks, right? By eliminating his supplies and stuff like that. And we did this, and we did this with a character who is a bit of a... Uh, he's a bit of a, a softer soul, I think is probably the best way I can put it. He He's mm. competent in battle, but he's more learned and he'd rather find a way via negotiation or diplomacy than outright killing. Mm. Um, and afterwards, like we've literally, like literally two seconds before this conversation happened, I watched him behead someone and then like, <laughs> and then like beat their, their skull to a pulp like in game. And then he Christ. went... Ah, I feel like maybe a walk in the woods with some fresh air or maybe a spot of fishing. <laughs> so we're sitting in the same village we've literally raised to the ground. Like the, the fog of the fire is still in the air. And he's like, catch some eels. We'll make a hearty soup. And I'm like, okay, I get where you're going here, video game. But no, that's why, it, it doesn't. That's jack. why I don't care about story in it, games. It cracks the only, me up. For, for me. <laughs> 
For me, the only place where story in games belongs is in like your telltale visual novel. Like, seriously, just get story out of your action games. It's dumb. Like, it's just... I... There's too many juxtapositions. There's too many oxymorons. Just don't bother with it, man. Nah, just I... let me shoot shit. I, I don't, I I don't want to say not stuff. bother with it. I would uh, not... I wouldn't... Yeah, I would kind of... I'm on John's side here. I wouldn't say get rid of story get rid of story in your action games but like when you when you go out of your way to acknowledge that what you're doing is pretty fucked up it's part of my language i guess we screwed cool. that up uh, i screwed that up uh anyway if you're going out of your way to acknowledge what you, what your characters are doing is pretty messed up don't then just turn around and keep going like nothing happened. Like that moment of self-reflection doesn't mm. matter yeah. because the next second you're killing a hundred people and they're not even yeah. breaking a sweat. You know, it's just look. I I think don't don't throw pittance at people for understanding that the context of the, that the game's providing is one that you know like it doesn't really have a good justification for it. You know, and then just pretend that that whole introspective moment never happened because that's exactly what the gameplay is telling players is that it doesn't matter yeah i know? i think i think story in games i think is is valuable and and can be occasionally brilliant right and nick for all your cutscene skipping and i get it even in assassin's creed valhalla i can read faster than i'll hear them play it out right so i'll have subtitles mm -hmm. on and i do this for any game that allows me to do it yeah, yeah. if it lets me skip i read and I'll get the plot, right? I don't need to hear it acted out. Unless it's a particularly engaging scene, yeah. However, I think story in games is something... When it when it tries to be a movie that I occasionally get to play, oh God. then it sucks. When it embraces the medium of interactivity that games are, and I don't mean quick time events and naff stuff like that, I mean, when it looks at what a game is and turns it on its head, and some examples I will throw out is obviously the very, very famous Would You Kindly. Like, yeah, if you were paying attention ever. in that game, the greatest thing ever. that moment was jaw-dropping. Yeah. It was put your pad yeah. down. Again, yeah, yeah. brothers, a tale of two sons. Story-driven, yeah. but yeah. delivers the story and the, f the emotion through the of game through gameplay. Um, That's right. What's what's the other one I'm I'm thinking of that that's always been a big big favorite of mine. Um, well, I mean, Halo did it mostly through the game. Like Halo Halo's cutscenes well. were very short. Yep. Most of the story was being delivered through Cortana, just constantly talking to you. So that that is my, I think that's my problem, yeah. and I think that that is my maybe I'm old and grumpy, right? But it it seems to me that people value playing a story more than being challenged but then you look at stuff like dark souls you know like that's pure gameplay that's pure challenge yeah. that, okay. the lore is and secondary that's, that's the thing that's the mm. thing i that's the thing I, I saw earlier when i was i mentioned in the discord that that i was reiterating i knew i was reiterating a point reiterating a point that many people had already said that like bungie doesn't understand why their games are good uh their fans do but bungie never never does uh and that's more more obvious than ever now in retrospect that we have Destiny to look at as a very mishandled IP in terms of balancing what the players have told Bungie they want versus what Bungie thinks the players want. Uh, so 
someone had said uh someone had said that Miyazaki gets it. Miyazaki is the only game developer that gets how important it is for the story to bleed through the game and for the game to bleed through the story. Uh Miyazaki is and I believe they were referencing the lead creative developer at From Software on the Dark Souls series. Mm-hmm. And absolutely 100%, Dark Souls is one of the few franchises that gets it. Yeah. That really understands that connection between the player, the game, and the story they're trying to make. Bloodborne 2. At, at almost everything Miyazaki and his, his, his team has touched has understood that fundamental concept that I think people at Naughty Dog even miss. Yeah. I- the amount of anger I was getting for seeing threads on Reset recently about how, oh, wow... Naughty Dog finally did it. They made me forget I was playing a video game. I'm like, do you really want to forget that? Yeah, and that's like, yeah. is not is I not the point of too. playing games not weird. to play games. Yeah. Why would you want to just play a movie? Yeah. I don't want to yeah. play a movie. And, and, that's and what I don't get. That's the other one that just popped into my brain. That moment in the very first uh, Arkham Batman game with uh, I didn't play that one. with with uh, is it Scarecrow Asylum? Yeah, yeah. where where the where the console looks like it's freaked out and shut down and you're like yo what's uh, it's my and you you freak from him it's my box broken and then you realize the game is is using its it's messing with you to yeah. if I, and, and that's where that's more of a fourth amazing. wall thing like what metal gear solid did back yeah in yeah it is but it, it, those are the things that we should be leaning into or, or we oh, should that's right to, to me would you yeah. kindly will forever be what a moment the tippity top of that whole story and again look at bioshock how is how did bioshock do it you had that guy talking to you over the pa the whole time you had the audio log spread around the place it did it through the game yeah, like that's to me. That's the only way to do it. Like I'm days gone now. It's just your typical Sony game. I slow walk and talk for like fifteen meters. Cutscene. Then I get to <laughs> slow walk and talk again for another twenty meters. Cutscene. I'm like, yeah, come on, just let me and go even and in, do stuff, please. Like, go, going back to like Dark Souls, like the entire story is told through tooltips on the items you get. Through uh, the architecture of the locations you're going through, through the monsters and the enemies you fight, you know, Metroid like, Prime does people... it pretty well too. So, like, I would rather games, I would rather game developers understand that fundamental idea that you are making a game. You're not making a movie. Don't mm. make me sit there and watch this drawn out crap that you just mm. want to get a free Oscar for. Mm. Go make a movie if you want to make a, a movie. Don't make a game into a movie, for yeah. God's sakes. Use the medium, you know? So, in relation to The Last of Us and the whole Game Awards thing, I think... I think Hades or Animal Crossing... Whatever story, whatever story... Hades and Animal Crossing, definitely. Those are great, great H- games. Hades, and I hope has, either, Hades has no chance, but Animal Crossing does. I hope, I hope Animal Crossing at least wins. I don't want to see The Last of Us win... For the love of God, I really don't. <laughs> and I'm gonna get a lot of people DMing me on Twitter, probably saying, "Oh, you just you just hate Naughty Dog and Sony. Why don't you just shut? Why don't you just shut the hell up?" I don't think it's that. I I think it's about the more those types of games win, then the more you're encouraging yeah. developers to go down that path. Yeah, and it's like chasing the almighty dollar. Like, animal Animal Crossing like, it's, winning. It's not just 
is a win for games winning, not yeah. Yeah. interactive movies. My wife will be very happy if Animal it, Crossing wins. It's it's also okay, so that's a good that's a good point that I actually didn't even think of before. It's not just that the story of Last of Us Part Two is cynical. It's that it's cynical not only because of what the story is trying to tell you about, but also because it's so detached from being a game mm. that it just fails to understand that basic principle. Oh, Doom and Eternal yeah, would be you're okay right. as well. Yeah. Doom, Doom Eternal would be fun. great. Doom that, really understands. Just but like, that won't mean. No, oh, yeah. Doom understands how to get out of your way and let you play the damn game. Sp- uh, speaking like of Animal that, Crossing was a, almost a cultural event. Yeah, and yeah. The, like, the whole Gary Witter talk show thing. Yeah, it that's... should win on that alone. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like, I don't know. Speaking of, of games in general, um, another interesting piece of news that that has has done the rounds this week, and you might have seen some some stuff on it, was uh, RetroArch, um, which is, uh, for those that don't know, a uh, software emulator, um, is available... Uh, I want to clarify there. RetroArch is not itself an emulator. It is a collection of uh, emulators. Oh, fair right. point. You, you fair add point. the yeah. cores to it or You something. add your cores. Yeah. yeah. So apologies. Thank you, Figments. But effectively, what it does mean is that the Xbox Series S and Series X right now are... And the Xbox One as well. It, yeah, well, it hasn't got as much CPU grunt um, to power through yeah. some of the more challenging titles. But um, you can play uh, anything from... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. NES, NES, N64, GameCube. PlayStation People have, PlayStation, people have been playing the original God of War on a, on a, yeah. a Series S, and yeah. it runs flawlessly. Like, yeah. It's impressive. It looks great, sounds great, runs great. Uh, I'm I'm waiting to see people start uh, loading up Dolphin, the uh, yeah. Wii and GameCube emulator, throwing Brawl, Melee, yeah. Project M, yeah. uh, Zelda. Gotta getting, wonder how getting, long it's yeah, going to take Waker. until that's all shut down and and uh, I plug on <laughs> being I would to love to. It. I would. It's cool. I would love to see it. I mean, I've already got it downloaded, so Same. I'm pretty much so at this I. point trying to find my old Wii and GameCube games to rip the ISOs off of because I have like a, a USB. I have what you need, uh, Nick, uh, uh, John, for your uh, disc copy of Falconeer, a USB disc drive. Ah. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to get, mm. trying to find my old discs so I could rip I the have my GameCube and, and load games. them up on my console. Mm. Also, I want to reiterate, I want to, not reiterate, I want to say this for a second. Uh, no one at Xbox <clears throat> era condones software piracy in any form. I am mm. getting the ISOs from games I own that I have discs for. Uh, don't ever pirate anything. If you own the game, get a dump or get, a, get an ISO extract. Yeah. From that disc, I think that people you own. that have very large physical collections, um, in in my opinion, and this is an opinion, uh, are well within their rights to create digital copies or obtain digital copies of stuff they own, if only for preservation. Right? It means you can keep your disc safe and yeah. unused, um, but it also enables you to, in in some ways, play everything in one place. Very, yeah. very cool. We, uh, we as mm. a group collectively do not endorse piracy in any form. I want that to be made clear. Very true. Uh, but 
but just getting to go back like i'm trying to find my old copy of persona 3 portable on the mini umd discs oh god tsp and get an iso off so i can play it on my xbox that's mad uh, it's mad that technology allows owned, us to do this i wish i owned i wish i owned the original like disc for persona 4 because i only bought it digitally on the ps3 oh. but if i had the disc for persona 4 i would get imagine that dude the I, xbox plays ps2 games yeah. in a world where ps5 can't <laughs> mm. it would be a very very weird world we live in but uh should you have a, a large collection of games and you want to go and explore that uh just give it a google um i don't know how long it will be live and available for and i fully expect someone to pull the plug um on that at some, I, at I some think, point yeah um unless you get whitelisted to download it on a retail uh xbox you have to uh go through dev, go mode. Through dev mode which is a one-time yeah. license fee of 20 pound or dollars or whatever whatever your currency is mm. um what else has hit the what news be- this week well i was going to say since we were talking about the game awards so jeff grubb sort of hinted that maybe we might be getting forza horizon 5 before motorsport mm. which i i personally yeah. doubt yeah, I mean, isn't Turn 10 working on, like, for the next platform for Forza? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just And they've been working it... on it for a while, haven't they? Yeah, and that's what I mean. That's why I find it a little bit hard to believe that we get Horizon before Motorsport. But, I mean, you know, yeah. well, who knows? I, could, I, could, we, could we get it shown at the Game Awards, if that's the case? Well, typically, let's look at, look at previous occurrences of Forza Horizon, right? One playground games normally show it off at the E3 before release in September, so it gets shown off in May yeah. and it releases in September, and that's that's mm. your hype cycle. It's one and done. Yeah, yeah. Now I fully expect whatever Forza Horizon this is to be a cross-gen title, right? I fully expect it to be. Mm. I think that that yeah. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I would I would say it wouldn't be surprising, but I think there's there is a chance. That playground could say this is next gen exclusive. No, there is a chance. No. It is not Forza, a non-zero chance. For us, Forza Horizon it is not a zero a zero chance. Forza Horizon is probably literally the one game Xbox has had this generation. Yep. That is not only a critical success. Yep. But a genuine commercial success. Yeah, it's a very popular so series, and it can already run at sixty even on. The one X, the one X, so which is a the, testament to how well Playground yeah. has made those tools. Yeah, that's right, and it looks great even on base Xbox One. Yeah, it looks great, and and, yes, and their thirty 60, FPS implementation is very smooth as well. Yeah, it's very smooth, like Spider Man is. It's a very like it's one of the rare smooth thirties, like genuinely smooth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if Forza Horizon Five exists now and is coming before Motorsport. Then I'm guessing it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's Game Awards with a release in March or April. No, because no, Um, I I just don't see it. It's a September game, hundred percent. And I do expect it this September. I expect it before Fable, one hundred percent. But Horizon Five or Motorsport? Well, that's the thing. Motorsport being behind somewhat suggests. I I and I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Do they? Do they? just hold Forza Horizon 5 for a while and save it for 2022 I, I you know but normally that Horizon team is every two out? years it's every two years when did Horizon 4 come out 
2019. So it's, and they have been on the ball there every two years with their games. You had Forza Horizon yeah. 2. Um, when was that? Twenty? I want to say 2014. Then you had Forza Horizon 3 yeah. Australia, 2017. Then you had Forza Horizon... The best one. 4, Britain. Obviously the best one. Uh, in no, 2019. The, so I fully expect Forza Horizon 5 in 2021. That team knows what it's doing. However... Because that would be three years. Hmm. However, I also think that they know that by Forza Horizon 4, they had... In my opinion, at least, I agree with you in some ways, Nick, in that Australia was a more interesting location. Forza Horizon 4 was pushing the limit in terms of load times. It had kind of... The seasons were cool, but it also felt like it had run out of some ideas. You know, it felt like it was right up. It had evolved everything. Not everything for the better, but it had had hit a new bar, definitely. To me, it had become too Ubisoft. And now I'm like... Where do you go from here? Like, yeah, and to that's me, where I think maybe they will. I, take I say Australia, but that's just me being biased. I was just saying Australia is the best location. <laughs> the, I, my favorite Forza Horizon game is the original, the first one. It's my favorite Forza Horizon because I think the and it's it's focused. It's a lot tighter. It had it's a not direction. As bloated. Yeah, it's not as bloated, and the way it distributed. The activities was done better yeah. than all the other Forza Horizons. I, I just like how much more focused the first one is personally. And when you play yeah. it on the One X, it looks <laughs> it looks like a Gen Eight game when you play it on the One X. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's 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 yeah. Honestly, interesting. I think I think if they do a Forza Horizon Five and it does release soon, it'll probably be more like a live service game like Forza Horizon Four was. Simply because oh, yeah. they won't uh, strip it back. I'd love for them yeah. to, but they won't. I honestly think I don't think they should come out with one next year. I think they should put a hold on that for a little yeah. bit. Would they really do two? Because Forza the games number one complaint, the because the number one the complaint question. that a lot of reviews have pointed out, and a lot of people have pointed out post-launch of Forza Horizon Four was that the game is pretty, the game runs beautifully. But uh, after, like, 10 races, it's basically the same game uh, for the next however many hours you play. It doesn't ever feel like it's going anywhere. It's just, here's the Lego your cars. Stuff's pretty cool, though. Yeah. The, the Lego, Lego stuff was the cool. The Hot Wheels stuff. stuff was better. The Hot Wheels was unreal. The that Hot Wheels was, so was amazing. My kids loved yeah. that. It was oh, so good. That but was... that's the thing, right? Is why put, why put all the cool stuff in the DLC, for God's sakes? Just put it in the main game. Well, just make a cool main game. I think that they've 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 hit a lot of commercial success with with the way that they've done their DLCs. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the bigger question here is, you know, if Forza Forza Motorsport next, whatever that form that's going to take, and let's be honest, it's going to be a live service, life of the console style attempt at Forza. Where does Forza Horizon Five fit in that world? And more to the point. Are they really going to release a Forza Motorsport and a Forza Horizon the same and year? And Horizon in the same year. I don't think year. so. So either yeah. Yeah. we're going to get Forza Horizon 5 because that team is good, it's done, it's ready, and it can do it, and yeah. it's hit, it's ticked its boxes, and that's what we get in, in 2021 as, as our racing genre from Microsoft. And then... And Motorsport gets delayed. Motorsport gets to come out in 2022 as a next-gen exclusive mm. because that is a next-gen exclusive. I still expect yeah, yeah. Horizon to be... 
uh, cross gen, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But it we'll will. see. We'll see. Quote me on it. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I just I just think yeah. If if we if we see it, maybe we see it at the Game Awards. Who knows? I think we'll see something from Microsoft at the Game Awards, but I don't think it'll be Forza. I think it will be. I think it will be. Well, we've talked about what we think it will be, right? Last episode. <laughs> It's in the community questions. Let's wait till then. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of delayed stuff, Crossfire X got delayed. Yep, that got delayed the too. Next year. Expected. Uh, everything's Expected. been delayed, man. I think I'm, I'm yeah, very curious to see what pipelines look like because COVID's mm. weird. And even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't COVID, I honestly feel like Crossfire X would have been delayed because we haven't even seen, seen, a seen anything. Of it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. nothing. Yeah. It would have been delayed regardless of the year, like. There's mm. no way. Yeah. 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 I don't no. think the beta was particularly interesting as well. So oh, it ran like it ran awful yeah. on my uh, on my good. 1X when I had it. It wasn't. It was really poor. Mm. Okay. Um speaking of things that kind of were a bit late out of the gate, the Assassin's mm. Creed Valhalla patch drama. <laughs> Let's talk about that, <laughs> shall Continues. we? That's a never-ending saga, isn't it? Blimey, there are some there are some salty, salty, salty people out there. Hey, at least at least Microsoft's getting their marketing money's worth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you, in case you've been living under a rock, because if you listen to this podcast, the chances are this drama has has reared its head somewhere in your in your social media bubble. Um, Microsoft obviously got the marketing for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The game came out. Digital Foundry did their comparison, and oh, the PlayStation Five, the weaker next-gen console, was running it mm, better, a, better. a little bit better. Mm. Not there wasn't a lot in a it, but it was a bit better. Um, and indeed, Valhalla, prior to to the patch that got released this week, had some really obnoxious tearing. Unfortunately, mm. the developers, when they patched it this week, they also patched the PlayStation Five version and introduced a new bug with some shocking dips mm. down into the 40s of their 60 FPS mode. And screen tearing. And, yeah, let's be honest, fanboys on both camps just need to chill the hell out. These are patches. It's clearly an error. The PlayStation 5 bit will be fixed. The Xbox bit will be improved. Mm. They're both going to run fine. I, I saw people returning copies on their Xbox to play it on their PlayStation for... I don't know what reason. Um, For some frame dips they didn't notice until Digital Foundry until, pointed them until out. Until someone else points them out. And, <laughs> oh, man. God. When did this become gaming? I guess that's my... When, when uh, Digital Foundry always, started doing those comparisons. It was always gaming. It just... It, the beast evolved instead of, like, suddenly existed. I mean, what, in the 90s you had the Sega versus Nintendo console wars? Yeah. In magazines and... The, yeah, I uh, know, but that wasn't been? like this, though. I lived through it. No, it no, wasn't no, no, no. like this. It wasn't like this. And it wasn't anywhere near internet. as toxic either. No way. It was... Have you seen the early BB boards? Dude, I was, th- I was there. I've seen archives. I've seen archives of that crap. I don't know. That is I... almost as bad as era is today. I'm talking about, like, 80s now and early 90s. Yeah, when the internet wasn't even a thing, it, like it, it just it never it was a thing, and niche gamers had their had their their bulletin board forums. Yeah, but it was mid. You're talking 90s. about fo- you're talking about fifteen people in the world, man. Like, let's not act like that was thousands of people. Like, 
I mean, maybe normal. fifteen Look, people in Australia, but let, I mean, let's 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 realize here. Like, we get it. You know, no matter what you're talking about, sports, games, movies, comic books, politics. You've got a team, and you pick your team, and you support your team. Apparently, right? There are always going to be people like that in the world. Um, what I'm puzzled by is uh, one. You know the 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 whole keyboard warrior anonymity like Microsoft and Sony don't care that you're fighting this good fight right None, it's just noise and it's so ridiculous to, to direct your vitriol at people just reporting data like hey we did this and this is the data it doesn't pick a side it's just fact like, if this is keeping you up at night and you're upset about it, you need to really reevaluate your life choices. Like, good lord! I can just imagine. I can just imagine the people returning their Valhalla copies to get a PS5 version, just sitting up at night crying to themselves. Oh, their their patch came out and about how. Yeah. <laughs> you deserved everything you yeah. got. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I've seen. Um, John Linneman from Digital Foundry. I think he's taken a break off of Twitter. He's he's locked it down. He only replies to people that he follows. Um, he's closed I his DMs. I don't know why he continues to interact. I don't. Like yeah, I, I, think, I don't know. It it seems a bit silly to complain about stuff that, not him personally, but Digital Foundry as a whole. It seems a bit silly to complain about reactions to stuff that you're partly responsible for stoking. Like, yes. this stuff got worse once Digital Foundry entered the game and started analysing 360 and PS3 games. Yep. That's where it all started. If if these guys <clears throat> never existed, most people would not even notice when their game dips a little bit. Most people wouldn't notice it. Like, I used to play 64 games at, like, two frames a second, and I still love them. Yeah. Like, and I only notice it now when I go back to them. Yeah, obviously, but like these days, like I see dips in my games here and there, and it doesn't even register. You see it and you notice it, but it doesn't register. Like it doesn't. Like I, before, I got Hyrule Warriors. I was reading online about oh my god, the horrific performance. Da, 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 and I'm just like, I was playing it and I barely noticed. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay, so there's like a thousand people on screen and I threw a bomb into it and it slowed down a little bit. Okay, cool, man. Like, my life's going to go <laughs> on. Like, the, people act like they need to jump off a bridge because there was a frame dip from 60 down to 51 for like a fraction of a second that they wouldn't have noticed if Digital Foundry hadn't pointed it out. Like, I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. As as I mean, Nick, I know you and I, we kind of joint run the Xbox Era Twitter account, right? And mm. before we started Xbox Era, I was not a guy that interacted or got involved on Twitter, right? And now I've seen all sorts of crap slung our way. Yeah, I know. And whenever I see someone like that, like, and, and I guess it depends on the psyche of the person, right? Um, I was personal note i was bullied relentlessly at school all the time right mm. and i don't know why maybe it's because i'm a vain narcissistic git but it just 
it just bounced off me. I was just like, I am better than you. And it, it never got to me, ever, right? And it still doesn't to this day. I don't sit there and think about what someone said about me at night. It, it just bounces off, right? So when mm. I see fanboys arguing, I just, I roll up my sleeves and enjoy it, you know? Like, and, and to be clear, we don't fanboy with the Xbox era Twitter account. We don't do the things that you see those Twitter warriors do where we're stoking the flames and we're trying to wind people up like we have no interest in it but if someone comes in the comments and starts slinging mud like yeah i might have a little bit of fun but it it doesn't Mm. it doesn't emotionally affect me and i think if you find yourself being emotionally affected by what people say or, or if they drop you a dm and it's horrific or whatever you have no obligation to be on twitter right your job role does not mean you have to be there all right you can just mm. totally disconnect yourself from that and just do the job. Make make your choice. Do what's right for you as a person. Not keep trying to. You're never going to fix this. It's never going to go away. I don't, I don't know. I I just yeah. I don't know. I see a lot of mixed messages. Like, you know, John is in our Discord, and he used to interact in there and doesn't much at all if anything anymore. And it's like, well, hold on. You complain about all the toxicity you receive on Twitter. We we love him in the Discord and we chat with him and we talk about the game comparisons all really... And yet he doesn't interact in that environment where everyone's really nice to him. Yet he chooses to engage on Twitter. So it's like... I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I agree that about he, it, turning then... it off is a good shout. Um, he definitely should and just... You know, just go play some games. It's the best best solution to a lot of life's problems. Um, yeah. yeah. What else we had? Uh, uh, Piranha Games, developers of Mech Warrior Five, um, which is available on PC Game Pass, announced uh, mm. earlier this week that it is coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series platform um, in twenty twenty one. First time that a Mech Warrior game has been on Xbox or on console for a long time isn't it i think so yeah like that, what was the last one released i don't think i don't, I don't think know. from memory that we've had a mech game on a console a mech we've had mech assault mech it's a Warrior. different franchise mech warrior is is a different beast oh, okay. um okay man that was probably one of my first video games love mech warrior 2 on the pc Wait, wasn't that their free to wasn't there that free to play mech game Hawken. on xbox 1 a few years you're talking about yeah. Hawken. yeah but it's not mech warrior it's just, you know, anyone can make a mech game, but MechWarrior is the franchise, man. Um, having said that, I played as a big MechWarrior fan as a kid. I used to love those games. I played MechWarrior 5 on PC. Mm. Man, either, either, yeah, it was very, very rough performance-wise. Granted, it was before my new machine. Maybe I should give it another spin. Uh, and I don't know, man. It just didn't feel right. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely is, give it a go. We'll see what happens. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Microsoft owns the MechWarrior IP, yes? <laughs> it's complicated. Yes. And they license it out? They license it I think, it, it something out, like that? Kind of. Uh, it is complicated, and I couldn't explain it if I wanted to. Yeah. But so, I always found it weird that it hasn't been on console before when technically Microsoft has some kind of control over the IP. They have Let's some say sway. That way. Yeah. They have some sort of control over the IP, even if they don't own it per yeah, se they could say yeah. oh you want to license this sure but make sure it's developed for our platform 
Yeah, I'm surprised maybe maybe someone's had that before. conversation, like guys. Especially the OG Xbox, which at the time was a monster PC. Man, Steel Battalion OG Xbox. Never played that. So Steel Battalion was uh, a mech game, but it had yeah, this massive one. controller. Mm, and the, the coolest thing about thing. it was, is it had this like eject button, and the game the battle if, station. Yeah, if you didn't if you didn't flip the glass lid and smash that eject button when you were under fire and you're gonna die, the game wiped your save and you had to start from the whole very beginning. Oh, Jesus Christ! Genius. Seriously? Yeah, I mean that's no cool. <laughs> No wonder that bombed, though. Jesus. I would love to have played it, man. I never got a chance. I mean, let's... Okay, I'm pretty sure it wasn't because of the fact that of the, the of the permadeath situation. I think it was 100% because the controller was the oh, size was of a mid-sized desk. And it was expensive so, as. Yeah. It's still very cool. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, um, well, there was a story. There was a story in one of the, the uh, IGN Xbox podcasts a while ago where... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, what's what's his name? The the head of Xbox before um, Don Matrick. What was his name? Peter Moore. Sixty guy. Peter Moore. Yeah. yeah. He was talking about how he kept the Steel Battalion box in his office as an extra chair because it was so big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Legend. Uh, I miss the Peter uh, can Moore. Can I? Days. Can we do before we go to the next thing about Halo? A random PSA. I stuck that in there myself. Um, DTSX which is that audio format codec thing, whatever it is, is on sale. Like oh, it's right. It's 50% off. It's 50% off on Xbox at the moment. Like, I got Dolby Atmos, because that back when that was on sale. Uh, and I got DTSX as well. And if you've got a set of headphones for your Xbox, DTSX is worth it. It's actually quite good. Like, I've, I have... It's probably the first time I've legitimately heard a difference in the audio when playing games and when you buy when you get the app and then you buy it it lets you do a little test thing and it's got like a little marker and you move it around you and you lift it up and down and you full-on hear the difference in your headphones it's actually great i'll check that out i appreciate it's worth getting it's great announcement i will definitely investigate on that isn't dtsx the direct competitor of uh dolby atmos right well they're both by dolby aren't they no, DTS is a different company. Is it? Hmm. Yeah. Why did it's I like think the direct, Dolby... It's the direct competitor to Dolby. Oh, I, I, I sound dumb then. I actually didn't know that. They, be go, they begin with uh, a D. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, D, DTS, DTSX. Like I, like I said, with Dolby Atmos, when I had that, when I activated that on my headphones, I didn't really notice anything, to be honest. But with DTSX, I fully have actually noticed directional audio and cool it sounds amazing I'll definitely and i just have out. a pair of like i just have a pair of turtle beach stealth 600s like they're not yeah i think that's because i think that's because uh dtsx is a lot more of an open standard i guess mm. uh I I as far know. as i'm aware dolby atmos requires specific licensing even on the part of like game creators and a light and like movie creators so yeah like, i think it implement. does whereas uh dtsx is like yeah, it's a software layer over the sound. It can literally apply to everything. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's uh, legitimately, it is legitimately great. One of the Xbox yeah. era team, Don, Don Cabeza, um, he mentioned it in the Discord, like that it was on sale. So I went and checked out the price and it was like 15 bucks Australian. So I was like, eh, I'll just grab it. And man, 
it is like you instantly hear a difference, I'll a check genuine it out. difference. And I'm not an audiophile, like you know, I've I've bought different headphones claiming to be 3D audio, blah 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 blah. blah. And to me, I honestly don't notice much of it. But with DTSX, you legit. I'm actually I want to play uh, Modern Warfare. I haven't played it for a little while. I want to play Modern Warfare multiplayer with it just to see if I can really hear that difference. Because even in Rocket League, I noticed it. Mm. It was really really good. I will definitely investigate. Now I know you mentioned that we should talk about the uh, Halo. Halo. However, I'm also acutely aware that we've got a couple of community questions that specifically reference this topic. So, oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, in the efforts of uh, time, why don't okay. we? Why don't we answer it then? Community questions. Now? Well, before we do community questions, yes, uh, Nick, we yes. have to do one one of our favourite things, which is thanking our wonderful, wonderful patrons. So, to the yep. Scarecrow One Two One, Torn Raptor, Shadowgasm, Sewing Shade, Blast the Base, and uh, our latest uh, Tier Two patron, Nottian. Thank you. Uh, for your support and all of our patrons we really appreciate everybody that uh, is, is on our, our team and helping us do what we do um, you're helping us keep the lights on and do all of this fun stuff so massive thank you to you guys and without further ado community yep. questions community questions it's our favorite uh, okay. time of year yep yep so patreon to patreon first T- torn raptor uh this is a question i submitted late a few podcasts ago that hasn't been talked about on the most recent Major Nelson podcast, he interviewed Jason Ronald. Uh, they, at a point in the interview, talked about Gears 5 on Series X and referred to the devs as the Gears team. Does this point to maybe the Coalition having more than one team or perhaps the rest of the team not working on enhancements hmm. are working on a new IP? A or maybe slip it's of just the a tongue, nothing. perhaps. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I hope that's the case. Like... I've I've mentioned for years, literal years, that three four three and Gear and Coalition are massive, massive, massive studios, and there's no yeah. reason you couldn't splinter off smaller teams to do other stuff, even if it's like other stuff within those franchises. It'd be better if they were completely different, but even other stuff within those franchises, like you know, there's a Gears third person team, but then there's the team that does something like Tactics or something. Completely separate. Yeah. But he could be right. Maybe they have another team if he called them the Gears team. Yeah, I would like to think that that's the case. I think, and I don't know this, this is not factual, this is a supposition on my part. I think that due to the number of acquisitions and creator freedom that is being given to those acquisitions, a lot of the in-house existing teams, I fully imagine conversations were like, can can we can we do that too? <laughs> and I yeah. hope that that's the case. <laughs> um, I I've never really jived with um, Microsoft's approach to some of their studios, and you have to do this, and that is your life force. Um, because yeah. I think by delving into other genres and types of games, yeah, you might fail. You might not succeed and you have a commercial flop and it's a risk. But now with Game Pass, you know, and Phil's spoken publicly about this, there is less risk. You can do the niche and and, and someone will play it, you know, and you're covered yeah. by that recurring revenue of Game Pass subscriptions. So I would certainly hope that not just 
the coalition, but you know, teams like three four three, even if they have to stick in their universes, and I think with Gears you don't really have to stick in that universe, right? You can you can make something else. Halo, I think for some reason is is a little bit more revered. Um and I I doubt we'll ever see anything that isn't somewhere playing somewhere in the Halo universe from those guys. Um but I'd certainly suspect teams like the coalition to do something maybe a little different this generation but we'll see we'll see i would like to see yeah. i would like to see 343 do a uh, halo noir game where you get to play as an oni agent yeah that'd be awesome i'd, I'd love to see them mm. do a uh flood horror survival game Ooh, mm. yeah you know there's all like sorts on of an things abandoned installation yeah somewhere. yeah we could honestly do an entire episode on how i think gears should go but anyway, yeah, same, same for Halo. To be um, fair, but that's why we have the yeah. uh, you have me at Halo podcast, which if you haven't checked, yeah, out, I'll have I'll have should. to jump on there. <laughs> um, now, uh, sorry, good catch. The next the question's way, from someone whose name I can't remember their gamer tag slash online name, and it's not attached to Patreon. So Daniel, sorry, that's uh, not in. Um, no, it's not. No. No, no, no. There's okay. two. Dent. There's two. Oh, there's two. Um, so, uh, Daniel, do you guys think Microsoft should create a QA team within Xbox Game Studios that their sole purpose is to QA each title that leaves the studio? I know they all have their own QA teams, but I think this would be a good circuit breaker if those teams within the studios miss something. This second much bigger QA team could pick up on it and fix it before it ships. There has been a few times where games launch broken and something like a dedicated team within MS who just works on fixing QA stuff could make Xbox Game Studios titles seem more premium with no bugs or performance issues. They do. I actually okay. think a team like so that exists. Me, they do. Uh, let me... Uh, which is so scary. I worked, uh, I worked QA for Sony Online Entertainment a few years ago. Out of once I, When I got out of high school, actually, because I did an internship with them. Uh, this was before they became. They got bought out by some holding firm and became Daybreak Games, uh, mm-hmm. and then I got laid off because uh, a bunch of people got laid off in that transition. Um, so, the thing about QA is just having more QA it doesn't fix all the problems uh, because ninety nine percent of the time games getting shipped broken or with lots of issues isn't because the game didn't touch QA. It's because none of them had time to fix anything. Yeah, uh, and they also publishers didn't operate have on me. strict. I'm like the king of game breakers. They should hire publishers. Me. Publishers have strict deadline requirements for a lot of studios, uh, and unless something catastrophic happens, where the world is literally ending, those games are getting shipped on that timeline, and there's no, there's barely any budging. Uh, now, games can be delayed if there's a serious issue that needs to be addressed, if the game is fundamentally broken, or let's say if random AAA game X decides to uh, detonate Xbox consoles all of a sudden, uh, then there might be a problem that needs fixing. Yeah. Uh, but be, barring any catastrophic issues like a game bricking consoles, uh, a game will ship at the time the publisher says it will ship. Well, I mean, look at uh, Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah. Don't you mean Patio so, Heater Extraordinaire? <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> mo- most people would argue that Miles Morales feels premium 
but from yeah. what I've seen, that's one of the buggiest games going around at the moment. So, yeah, it's it's more QA will not solve the problem. Being more publishers being more lenient with their dev teams, allowing them to actually fix the problems before adding new content, uh, or even having them have the devs focus on fixing issues raised by the QA teams they already have before the game ships, before you even put those devs on DLC development. I, that is the only way you're going to start getting games that don't ship fundamentally I do, broken. I do again. find the bugginess of Miles Morales curious, though. Considering it's built like on it's an existing a game, engine. It's a game built off another game. It's kind of like Crackdown 2, mm. really. It's it's the crackdown that doesn't two that doesn't Spider-Man. matter a game a buggy game just because it's just because it's built on the same engine and uses most of the same assets doesn't necessarily mean the game is guaranteed to have less problems. There could have been something under the hood that someone fixed or someone changed because they thought it was going to be it was going to be beneficial to the overall product, and now it's introduced a thousand more bugs that need fixing. Mm-hmm. And God knows Sony isn't going to let Spider Man slip into twenty twenty one. Like every other game in this godforsaken I know, but year, like it's got uh, a lot though. Like the people, like it's the number one game that gets mentioned of when people talk about their PS5 crashing or shutting down. It's during Miles Morales, and then yeah. you see all the funny but videos I, about people I fully turning understand. into bricks I fully and understand, dumpsters. But and like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Sony had a very strict deadline of no, you're going to release this as a PS5 launch day exclusive. And that's final. So, from experience, uh, um, Microsoft do have a large QA team. They also have something called Microsoft User Research, um, which is a little different Mm. from QA, but um, touches a lot of similar points, you know. And I think there was a really good interview when it came to uh, Halo 3, where they talked about quality assurance testing and, and running it through Microsoft research where mm. you know they came back with lots of talking points and similarly I think Halo 2 matchmaking system you know user research came back were like this is wrong what are you doing with this weird couch mm. matchmaking experience people want server lists thank god research weren't listened to right um, mm. but I, you know much much to, to Figment's point you know throwing more QA the way typical dev teams work that, that I've worked with they throw them into categories of you know must fix would be nice to fix yeah, and, yeah. and does it break the game you know, does it yeah you know not not yeah. important the, and the, a number of games have launched with things where yeah yeah we knew about that they always know about most yeah. bugs right always the, but it's yeah. the ones that break but they the prioritize game. the ones that they're they're prioritizing the ones that either fundamentally break the game or that fundamentally break your console uh either situation is not good <laughs> look the, so I, the 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 premium that daniel's referring to i i know what he's getting at yeah this uh, how do i i can, there's no way for me to word this without it sounding mean but that premium feeling you're talking about that's talent for want of a better yeah. word like and I, and I feel that's something that gets lost in a lot of these discussions and arguments and debates. Like, mm. just like in anything, yeah? Like, there are certain people that are better at things than others. Yeah? So, you can have two computer programmers and both of them know how to program. But one can just do it better than the other guy. 
Yeah. For whatever reason, he's just more talented. Same in sports. Same in anything. Like, and it also the most, depends entirely to, on the context the, of what that of what the people are asking for. Because sometimes the worst programmers uh, aren't the people who make their code the most. The best programmers aren't the people who make their code the most efficient to the point where they're increasing the time it takes to do a task by like 0.1 seconds. No, they're the people who document their code. And so other people know how to work with it and use it yeah, and but, implement but, it in their environments. But it, it's it's in everything. Like, like yeah. you know, people, every, everyone can clean a house, but not everyone yeah. can clean a house like I can. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's just the, one of those things. Some people have yes, a Mr. talent White Glove. for certain things than others. So, you know, like, it's funny. And I noticed that, and I thought of this because I'm playing Days Gone now. So... You know, when you play Uncharted and when you play God of War, there are these little things that Sony puts in their games that... And that's not even a talent thing. That's a... Obviously, some of Sony's first parties have people in those teams that think of these things that maybe Microsoft doesn't. So, for example... And and even studios within Sony maybe don't think of. So, for example, when you play Uncharted, one of the little things you notice is that if Drake is standing on a dead body. Yeah. One of his feet will raise and actually be standing on the body while the other one is on the ground. What most games do is that when you walk through a dead body, you just clip through it. Now, it's not a thing that makes a game worse, makes a game better. It doesn't break the game. It doesn't ruin the game. But it's just one of those little tiny details that, say, someone like Naughty Dog thinks of that Bend does it. So in in days gone, you just clip through the dead bodies. Yeah, I like, I, I, and I immediately noticed that. Like when I ran over them with my motorbike, they didn't move, they didn't react to the motorbike. The motorbike just went straight through them. Where in a Naughty Dog game, that dead body's probably going to react to the vehicle. So and it it's just one of those things. I, like I think another it's, thing it's that's also like stuff is is you know back to any E3 and you saw Microsoft kind of first really do it in a similar way from memory and I could be wrong call me out if you think I am right um, Sony Entertainment Presents just that mm. black background white font serious yeah, trailer yeah. all gameplay yeah. the first time from memory that Microsoft did that was for the Halo Infinite reveal trailer um, not not the trailer trailer, not the gameplay trailer, not the cutscene, but the the engine trailer, the slip space trailer. If yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. it, Microsoft Studios presents or Xbox Game Studios presents. I can't remember what it said. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time, and everyone everyone sort of stopped. And when you talk about premium, I think the way that stuff gets presented often accounts to the feel. Like I think Microsoft and whoever. And this is not a dis- I'm not trying to disparage them. I just it doesn't gel with me as a consumer. This whole, you know, upbeat or you know, kind of vibe that they put to a lot of their trailers, where it's like you know, boom, bombastic. You know, I think it, again leans into that. Realize the maturity of your audience now. You know, most most gamers are in their thirties. That's just fact. And, Mid to late thirties. Yeah, and and when you when you see, and I guess it, it kind of ties into this whole you know play a game not a movie, right? I think Microsoft are still advertising them as games sometimes, 
when what gets people talking and what creates that feeling of premium of I'm valued, whatever, it's just a different marketing sheen to it as well. But maybe I'm ad libbing and, and not really on the And to there. to add on to Nick's to add on to Nick's thing of like the whole talent thing, uh I spent a lot of time growing up among people who wrote who wrote and still write uh professionally and semi professionally. And um the one thing, one of the things I learned, one of the few things I learned from like interacting with them and hanging out with them all the time, was uh, you can't teach someone how to write a good book. Mm. You can't. That's something you only learn from doing it yourself. You know, and there's a lot of studios nowadays going after talent, talent that exists having graduated from college with a game design degree. Uh, not to disparage the degree programs entirely, uh, but uh, if it's anything like the computer science engineering degrees that people get, uh, a degree is not a sign of being able and capable of taking on that job. Uh, it's... You can't teach good game design to people. I think you're you you're talking experience versus academics here. Mm. It is, yeah. It's very much an experience versus academics thing. Uh, because you can't, like I said, you can't teach people how to design a good game. Mm. They just kind of have to learn on their, on their own. They have to try things. They have to make think mistakes. for themselves and make mistakes and understand why those mistakes happened. Or even if they were happy accidents <clears throat> to begin with. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the things that we take for granted in gaming now at some point had started as a mistake. <laughs> like, people didn't intend for that. Halo 1 pistol. But it. Mm. But guess what? It becomes so integral to the experience that people keep coming back for more, you know? And that's just something that you kind of have to learn to understand. Sony, one other thing Sony does really well that Microsoft, I think, to this day is still not great at is Sony Sony recognizes how do I explain it Sony recognizes who the right people to keep are and they keep them so Sony also has this internal tech team that's not one of their first party studios they have like this internal technology team that generally goes over all the games and gives them a one so one example I can think of is uh, that Concrete Genie game. Like, if you look at the early showings of that game and then look at the game that came out, they're actually noticeably different because what they do is Sony has this internal tech team that goes over a lot of their games and gives them that look that their games are known for. And they even do it to the bigger studios' games. Yep. And there's obviously a hell of a lot of genuine talent in that team. And Sony, I think, will do anything to keep them. Like, yeah, I, I think do about know Naughty Dog. Microsoft have stood up a similar team now. Again, yeah, they've got they've one as got well. That level? I don't know. No, no, no. Microsoft, I think, has that team too. And they've been around a while. Um, but, like, for example, look at Naughty Dog, right? So Naughty Dog. Yeah, people make the, there's it's a meme at this point with rare and rare's not the same rare that they were twenty years ago. Guess what? Naughty Dog's not the same Naughty Dog that it was twenty years ago either. But you don't hear people saying that. You know why? Because Naughty Dog's quality level hasn't really dipped. 
it's just gotten better or stayed at the same high level. And that's despite them bleeding a lot of talent. And again, it's because I think Sony knows which are the key people to keep. Hmm. I know that can be twisted to sound really horrible. Don't get me wrong. But so, for example, look at 343, yeah? So, look at look at Halo 4 and how that game looked. Like, that game should not have been possible on 360 hardware. Yeah. Now, a lot of the people responsible for why Halo 4 looked the way it did, they're not at 343. They're not there anymore. So, it's it's hard. Like, there's a difference between an artist and a tech artist. There's a difference between, like, there's all sorts of people that are responsible for why games look the way they look. And part of a studio being great or average or mediocre or unbelievable, whatever, is knowing which are the right people to make sure you retain. So... I don't know, maybe Microsoft needs to work better at that aspect of it mm. in keeping those right people at studios. We hope we yeah, answered your question. I think Microsoft needs to work. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah, Microsoft, no, geez, I can't believe all this was one question. To... Jesus Christ. <laughs> I um, think Microsoft needs to work, work on uh, making sure that uh, they innovate where they're able and not where they don't need to and the funny thing is i've actually said this a lot in the past whether it's on forums whether it's in the discord and twitter group dms or whatever microsoft really needs to work hard at talent retention like recognizing who it is that really really they need to do everything in their power to keep a hold of and who are the ones where if this person wants to leave okay cool best of luck to you and blah, blah 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 but anyway that's for another episode yep Okay, so we're still on Patreon questions. Uh, Nodian, there's been a lot of noise about Bluepoint being purchased by Sony, which seems like a given at this point. I don't know if it's a given. There's another studio that I reckon Sony might nab before Bluepoint, but anyway. As such, Bluepoint's primary output has been that of remasters, remakes. They also do a lot of ports, by the way. They did the Titanfall 360 port. Uh, As such, Bluepoint's primary output has been that. And given Sony's trend of charging multiple times for the same con- uh, for the same concern, I don't see that changing regardless of an acquisition. Do you think there's any reason Microsoft should purchase a studio primarily for remaster remake output? Uh, personally, I think that's unnecessary and counter to the promotion of back compat and the enhancements made on the system level. That's a good point. However, there were rumors that Microsoft were looking at Bluepoint for that reason. They, I think at one point they were looking at Bluepoint specifically for remakes and remasters of older games. Uh, I don't believe that's happening anymore. And maybe Sony's looking at them. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it does. He's. I think Nodian's right. It kind of does go against what the BC team it does, and are doing. More, more, would you always want to just constantly be working on someone else's masterpiece? Like, also, as a as a as a customer base, like, okay, so my little cousin loves Spider Man, and to the point where he bought a PS4 specifically for Spider Man, uh, and he bought Miles Morales, and when I went over to his house the other day, he said to me, he goes, "Hey, why is Miles Morales so short?" <laughs> 
And I said, well, that's because it's effectively, it was DLC for Spider-Man that they decided to sell as a full game. I know a lot of people aren't going to like hearing that, but it's kind of true. And the thing is, Sony's fans have told them that that's what they want. Yeah. Sony's fans over the last, you know, like Sony's, I've said this before, Sony's great at stoking the fanboys. They're brilliant at it. They're brilliant at making their fans super hardcore, super whatever you want to call it. And when you sit there for the better part of a decade making fun of BC and buying all these remasters, then Sony doesn't have much incentive to put the effort into BC that Microsoft has. And I think people were surprised at how good it is on PlayStation. Yeah, that's right? probably why there was so much surprise at how some of the backwards compatible games ran. Like I said, um, Days Gone runs at 4K60, and I don't think there was any involvement from them on that. I think that's just part of how Days Gone was built, that the PS5 could just push it to 4K60. But on the Miles Morales thing, well, I mean, you all told Sony that that's what you want. So what did you think Sony was going to do? Like... They locked the Spider-Man remaster behind the Ultimate Edition of Miles Morales. Like, that's... Sorry, but that's kind of disgraceful, really. Like, it's unbelievable. It's kind of like what they did with Infinite Warfare and the Modern Warfare remastered. Yeah. They locked the Modern Warfare remastered behind Infinite Warfare, which I remember I complained about at the time. And guess what? I didn't buy Infinite Warfare. I just waited till Modern Warfare Remastered was sold separately and I got it. And I'll do the same with Spider-Man Remastered. I'll wait for them to sell it separately. And I'll maybe buy that. Like, yeah. if you all... Like, it's never going to happen. But if you all start voting with your wallet, like actually put your money where your mouth is, they'll stop doing this crap. They really will. But as long as you keep telling Sony that you're willing to fork out full priced money for this stuff they're gonna keep doing it like last of last of us 2 is on sale at the moment and i'm really debating on whether i pulled the trigger it's like 57 bucks instead of 100 and i'm like should i buy it like isn't anyone finding it weird that we've heard nothing about last of us 2 and what's going on with the ps5 version of it like Put it this way. Okay, so Days Gone runs 4K60. Ghost of Tsushima, I think it's the same. I think it runs 4K60 on the PS5. No enhancements, no nothing. Isn't it funny that we've heard nothing about Last of Us 2? Anyone else noticing the absence? There was the whole multiplayer mode. It's probably going to be announced. Oh, don't worry. We've heard nothing Uh, about the multiplayer mode. We've heard nothing about Last of Us 2 in the PS5. Absolutely nothing. Given what's going on with Miles Morales and Spider-Man... I'm willing to say that it's a fairly safe bet that Last of Us 2 is going to be another screw-over job. And that's why I kind of am holding off on buy it. Because I don't want to buy it and then Sony's going to turn around later and say, hey, give us more money for this enhanced version for PS5, whatever, whatever. Like, Because that's what you're all telling them you want them to do. So that's what they're going to keep doing. Yeah, guarantee, just, guarantee. There's going to be a Last of Us 2 remaster released early yeah, next year. something like and that. And it'll probably have Game of the Year edition slapped on it because yeah. if they win G- uh, Game of the Year 
at Game Awards, then it, it's inevitable. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna yeah. put that something on there. And I just yeah, I I wish. Remember, I said it. I think on our last episode or whatever. The worst part about gaming is gamers. Just <laughs> like stop supporting stuff like this, and they'll stop doing it. They really will. Like I know it's it's a broken record statement at the moment but voting with your wallet it actually does work very true most the vast majority of the time it actually does very true you know xbox gamers want more japanese games vote with your wallet and buy them when they're there like no one on xbox buys them so guess what japanese devs keep avoiding xbox because no one's buying it like it's i don't know it's really simple stuff but anyway He's also got a second question. Uh, this one's pretty quick. After seeing this make the rounds, why does Aaron Greenberg play with our hearts so? The hedgehog and the Xbox controller thing from this week is just too much. As you all know, I'm a bit of a Seagull lobbyist at this point, so I don't appreciate the poking. <laughs> I don't know. Aaron does a lot of stuff that amounts to nothing. But um, He is a marketing guy. Yeah. I still don't think Seag is not going to happen. I was a Sega fanboy growing up. I'd love it, but God, I wish it does though. Oh yeah, God, I wish it does. Cool. The meltdowns on the meltdowns on Twitter alone would be enough. Uh, oh yeah, for so Sega. it would be enough to justify that for sure. Um, okay, that's it for Patreon <laughs> questions. All right, we'll go. Can you, John, can you imagine if that does happen though? Like, what? How would your how would your Twitter feed look like? I I, I oh, God, it would be painful <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Uh, it's weird. One thing I've discovered about the Xbox era Twitter, there's some people that tweet at us or reply to us like we are Xbox. Yeah, it's pretty odd. It's very weird. Like you... They ask us questions and reply to us as if we are Xbox and would know these things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really strange. It's, yeah, anyway. It's kind of cute. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Um, this is... All right. Should I say the name or should I say his like name? This is part. He's this is Xbox era person. It's proven, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's proven. Yeah, proven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are your expectations for three four three's high level update? Will it be something minor like a blog post and additional details about the game, or do you actually think they show the game off? I don't know. What is this high level update? I read about it briefly. Yeah, they they basically said, look, we know all Halo fans really want to hear where we're at what's going on we will provide a high level update before the end of the year what does that look like and in what form will it take i have no idea uh it'll just be sketch coming online coming onto the the freaking blog there and talking about how oh hey uh here's a here's a look at some new armor models for master chief's hand that's i wonder if they do something like would they go all out and release the same trailer but with whatever adjustments they've made would they would anyone notice that I don't know it depends how severe those adjustments are right Um, maybe intriguing Uh, but they say say high level if they called it if they specifically called it a high high level level update it would suggest that it's not just going to be a trailer with the newer graphics Maybe it'll be screenshot comparisons and stuff. I don't know. Like, it might just be a blog post. I, I yeah. I I feel like you guys are okay. I feel like 
you guys are focusing on game updates and not just studio updates because high level to me sounds like we're going to update you on the status of the people working on the game that's what it sounds mm, like to me unfortunately mm, I, 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 I'd like to say that you know the majority would care about the people because you know I do uh, but I think people but they don't they want to care about the game and that's what the messaging will be about you know Halo fans are at this point are hungry Halo Infinite showing which should have been this triumphant moment for that team mm. was not um, and it's a shame. So I think if they're going to share anything, either either they they set some expectations and they share a few nuggets to just to, to tide people over. So yeah, a blog post with a few few bits, maybe a screenshot or two, something like that. Or if they really want to make a splash, they'll do something else. But I don't see yeah. that happening. And, and unfortunately, with every passing week, the pressure on infinite melts yeah. which is unfortunate but a reality yep. of the situation very much uh so. Vinny uk top sleeper slash under the radar game pass recommendations from each host Ooh. hmm good one sleeper game like, pass like yeah sleeper or uh, under, the under the radar like what's one that most people wouldn't have played and definitely should check out yeah yeah uh the tourist mm. for me good little game i think i talked about it on the last episode tourist is really cool yeah small little game by i'm the trying to think technically competent developer in the world shining uh runs at 6k on series x i think down sampled runs at 4k 60 on the one x uh pretty short little game relatively easy thousand gamer score the tourist is mine yeah it's a good choice it's a good choice i would tell you I'm going to be cheeky because I'm going to give Figments the time he needs to have a final choice in this. In this, I'm looking through the Game Pass app to see um, what I've played. I would give you two. I will give you the first one, which is my personal game of the year. Might have been last year, which was Lonely Mountains Downhill. Um, mm. Superb little game. Um, race your bike downhill. Horrifically addictive. It is one of the only games in living memory recently where I've been like, you know, swearing where you, where you feel mm. the pad creaking through your rage at not getting it to the checkpoint in time or crashing your bike or whatever. Um, and I'm pleased to say uh, I checked in terms of how it ran between the Xbox One S and One X versus uh, the series. And it runs beautifully on the uh, series mm. S and X rock solid 60 gorgeous you know simple but pretty uh polygonal style uh graphical sort of style um mm. it's, it's absolutely brilliant and my bonus would be carrion if you haven't played it it's kind of like a a metroidvania uh style pixel art game but you are the mm. the thing from the john monster. carpenter's the thing mm. and you've got to escape yeah. it's really cool give it give it a go what about you Figment? also the gardens between gardens between the gardens too. between is really good too it's a very chill puzzle game. I like that. Come on, you, you got Easy good. As well. you got good now, I know this was on the radar a few years ago uh, because of, I think it was nominated at Game of the Awards, but I don't, I, Game of the Awards, Game Awards. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch? I've played that game. Uh, That's my game, game of the year. Whenever I played it, when was that? 2016? 2017. 2017. Absolutely beautiful game. Uh, 
Absolutely amazing game. One of the best game stories ever told. Is it on Game uh, Pass? It's on Game Pass, yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. You should give it a shot, Nick. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, 100%. Phenomenal right. writing, phenomenal world building. Similar uh, in style to Gone Home, yes. Similar in style, but I think I think uh, where Edith where Edith Finch succeeds over Gone Home is the fact that the story feels a lot more um it feels a lot more alive. I will honest. I will say personally, as a parent, there were moments in that game that really hit me and hit me really hard. Um yeah. uh, really, really a, a storytelling tour de force. And I think even Phil Spencer said that that game blew him away when he played it. Yeah, you mm. should 100% give it a go if you haven't played it. Really good. Okay. Yeah. Game of School is pretty easy phenomenal. to get as well because it's just progressive. You just get it as you play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, good question, right. Vin. Last, Thank you. Last Twitter question. Uh, Pine486. Uh, I actually quite like this question because I reckon I've talked about this before. Uh, I have a doubt about quick resume. Does <laughs> this add up too much cache and about the cache to clean up the cache on xbox series sx is it the same as on xbox one where you hold the power button down for 10 seconds how often do you recommend to clean up the cache well i unfortunately don't have a series s or x but i too have had my doubts about quick resume like i've always said that i i don't know why microsoft felt the need to have quick resume support so many games like I would have preferred that they just got quick resume or suspend resume flawless for two games. Mm. So I can just jump between two games at once. I don't, I don't know why we need it for five or six. Because that would have to take up room on the SSD, would it not? It does. It has to. In save states, yeah. It has to. Um, like, I don't know. I also, you hit the nail on the head. It also has to work more. Uh, also, interestingly, is it cash, cache, or cache? Cash. Cash. I, I call it cash. It, I've always called it cash. I call it cash. No. It's Let cash. us know in the YouTube comments below. Is it cash? You're cache, American. Or... How the hell would you know how a word is bloody pronounced? Yeah, you guys just. Oh, I'm letters. sorry, Australian. How the hell would you know? How I'm a sorry, word is Australian. Pronounced? How would how would you know? <laughs> Are you did the prison guards know. teach you Americans, down there in Australia? Americans, Americans butcher English. I'll tell you what. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, sure. There was an amusing... All right, uh, alum- aluminum. Well, there's an amusing anecdote <laughs> from a comedian, and I think they're talking about Americans and how Americans speak. And it's... American words are simple be- so that the Americans know what they're doing. Like, in Britain, we call it a pavement. <laughs> and in America, they call it a sidewalk because you walk on the side. You know, we go, yeah. we go horse riding. <laughs> Americans are like... No, we go horseback riding. We're on the back. We're on the back of the horse. Yeah, you know, like, and it's it's amusing to me. Um, I work with. Uh, I I'm work sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that the. I'm sorry that the uh, the the country that has provided the means by which uh, all this technology works and functions the way it should uh, is being laughed at Ooh, by people who think we've struck a who nerve. Think, uh, that cash is pronounced cache hey, hey. for some it's also god forsaken cache, reason you know like depends on where you're from there's no accent on the e it's cash whatever well i don't call it cache i call it cache <laughs> there's no accent on the a either <laughs> you know that the language that you speak is known as english yeah have you guys played pubka yeah yeah it's, it's not, not it's australian not either, so i don't know 
It's not American. I know it's not. It's, it's not Australian either. <laughs> it's English. Yeah, but Australians came from England. Oh, do you know? You know, we're gonna have yeah. to. We're gonna have to make that. You guys, we, we we owned both of you at one point in time. All right, just it's fine. Uh, <laughs> we we're gonna have to have an America. We fought a war. We fought a war. We fought a war to get away from you. And the Australians just said, "You guys just didn't want to deal with them anymore." Yeah. Well. So. Anyway. Um, we're gonna have to have an America we versus prisoners. Australia versus UK like face off. I, I think the only way to settle this, gentlemen, is in a Beat Saber multiplayer match. No, no. Okay, then I'm the UK Google automatically something. wins by default. It's fine. I'm gonna Google something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell it's like. Is this the is this the hill is this the this hill is, next time? This on? is like that beta beta thing. That one I have to win. I'm Greek. It's a Greek word. So whatever. Right. Okay. That was amusing. Moving anyway, on from Twitter. Well, we, we that was answer, the end of Twitter. Do we uh, the- and you guys need to answer. Do you clean up the cache the same way where you hold down I the power button? Don't know, but I will check. I don't know what cache is. What's what's cache? <laughs> whatever. That's I'm sticking to it. I don't care. <laughs> That's how I've said it for the better part of if, if you I don't guys know, have played years Pubka, right? We could play a Dude, game it's all right to be wrong sometimes. It's all right to be wrong sometimes, okay, Nick? No. I'm never wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I assume you hold down You know what? It's not just a matter of holding down the power button though. Go into your disk settings. Yeah. It's not just that either. And like, clear the, persistent, the box for 30 seconds. Clear the persistent storage in the Blu-ray settings too. That helps. Oh, there you go. Clear persistent storage. Uh, if you need to do a memory reset on the box, uh, turn it all the way down and unplug it from the wall for 30 seconds and then plug yeah, it back but in. But I do believe it is the same. Even though I don't own one yeah. of those consoles, I believe it is the same, isn't it? The power cycling thing where you hold down the power button? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully that answered your question. And how often but on do you Xbox, recommend it? I, on Xbox and... Theoretically, we shouldn't have to do it as often on the Series S and X because of the SSDs, yeah. Like I, I uh, do it, I do it on the One X when it starts to feel sluggish and slow. That's when yeah, I. Yeah, but that's 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 disk fragmentation. Yeah, on SSDs, you won't necessarily have to do that as often. Theoretically, you shouldn't have to do it as often. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now we're finishing up with forum questions, which. It's only three posts, but a lot of questions within those. So let's hope we can breeze through these quick. Okay. Uh, Apache. Good day. So I'm going to say that as g'day. Uh, number one. That's the proper way to say good day. You say g'day. Um, Whatever. With the Prisoner. stuff you talked about last time with the initiative and the structure of the game, I kind of want to dive deeper. No. Uh, you described it like a certain British Netflix show. And well, it has to be Black Mirror. Now this is the sh- now this show is unique since it always tells a self-contained story. Do you expect something similar for the game? Short, focused stories like four or five hours. Um, yeah. So the way Black Mirror works is it's kind of all like correct me if I'm wrong, sick, but Black Mirror. This, all those episodes of Black Mirror, they're all linked to each other technically. They take place within the same the, overall universe, y- don't yes, they? Yes, in that they um, do. There is there is an episode in one of the most recent seasons that's kind of like uh, I think it's called the museum, or it's got a museum in it, and there's yeah, lots of yeah, artifacts. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool. That's such a good from episode. all the episodes prior. Such a good episode. Um, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily 
canon in any way, but uh, you could argue. But they that all do linked. take place within the same universe. Yeah, there's very similar. at the very least. Yeah, yeah I would say so. so. Like there's tech, there's technology that shows up in multiple episodes, like how people have yep. those eyes and they can play back. Oh man, rewind the recorded what footage. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> when I was talking about black, yeah, when I was talking about. Um, initiatives game yeah I think it's not I'm not saying it's exactly like Black Mirror but there's like a Black Mirror type aspect to it yeah I think and bear in mind that's that's only what we're hearing that's not yeah it's just stuff we've fact. heard we don't know we actually don't know anything like it's just stuff we're hearing like yeah Be I know intrigued, the word episodic though. I know the word episodic well, has been thrown your, around to peak but- to pique someone's curiosity a while ago this was maybe a few years ago like either a, either a little bit after the initiative got started or slightly before but there was an author who wrote a story uh called i think the dark waters it was a short story online that he posted uh incredibly well written uh i remember this i'm going to have to I, and the author said i've been picked yeah. up as a microsoft game yeah. or something and we've not heard a peep out of it since. yeah mm. and we've not heard a peep out of it since so could his story because uh he was picked up because of that story uh so could uh what initiatives working on be in relation to whatever that it author was particularly picked up May- for? maybe his story makes up one of the episodes or seasons of initiatives game i worry about yeah. That format, that delivery format for them. Because I, I don't care what any reasonable person would be. You can't have expectations because they haven't announced anything. Nope. The expectation mm. was set. It's going to be Microsoft making your Sony games for Xbox. No, nah, but see, that's the thing. I disagree. Thing, right? I'm with you, but that is what people think. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what people think. But that's not an expectation Microsoft set. No. All Microsoft ever said, said was... That this is our quadruple A studio, which they regret and, and retracted. Yeah, which which was dumb. But anyway, <laughs> Microsoft said this is our quadruple A studio. They never said this was our third person uh, narrative, slow walk and talk Ugh, narrative, sad driven, dad game, crafting, sad dad, um, semi open world. <laughs> fill the map. I love how that's. I love how that's game. become a, such a meme too. Oh, no. The sad dad stuff. Like they never uh, actually God. said that. That's no. just what. Where people, are the sad moms, huh? It, it just that's how people <laughs> interpreted it, yeah. and that's how people have run with yeah. it. Um, yeah, but, and they see all these. They say all these developers who left Naughty Dog and now work for the Initiative. Yes, yeah. and they're thinking in their heads, "Oh, it's going to be a Naughty Dog game." That's what I'm saying. Like, because no, they've got a lot not. of. They've it, poached a lot of Sony's talent. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, now, here's a good question. Do you think we're going to see Initiative's game uh, at the Game Awards? I don't know. I think we will. Maybe. Maybe. Either way, I don't think the internet's, that would be cool. I don't that think would the internet's cool. going to react very well to it. That's, that's my The internet prediction. doesn't react very well to a lot of things. So no, no, tell, no. Tell this this is going to be different. This is going to be different. Do you think it's gonna be? This is gonna it's be gonna be, be Minecraft added to Minecraft Steve added to, to no, Smash. It's a, like no, it's a it's a different kind of taking bad. Twitter this down is, for an entire hour. This is gonna be again. This is just my prediction. Like this is gonna be a bad like a level of bad where people 
like give up on Microsoft Game Studios, on Xbox Game Studios kind of bad. As in fanboys are going to like get really upset and like throw out their Xboxes and stuff. Ah, can't that, wait. That kind of fanboy reaction. I hope not. Can't wait. I'd love to see it. Just a prediction. I'd love to be wrong. Hmm. Especially about this, but yeah, I'd love to be wrong. Um, okay. Question two from Apache. What are your Game Awards predictions, announcements, and winner? Yeah, we kind of talked about that, didn't we? Like, I'm expecting The Last of Us 2 to win because Jeff. But uh, I think Animal Crossing should win, or even Doom Eternal, or Hades. Yeah. Because they're games. They're like video games. They're not interactive movies or whatever. That, that I'd, I'd, I'd like one of those three to win for that reason. Yeah. And only for that reason. Um, 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 um. But we, we kind of talked about we that. We have, yeah. 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 But yeah, it, let's be honest. If we're predicting, Last of Us 2 is probably going to win. Um, so apparently, according to Jeff Grubb, Forza Horizon 5 might come next year and Motorsport will take a longer pause if the teaser is any to go by. I think Turn 10 is going for the most impressive looking racer the coming gen. The level of detail there is ridiculous. No tree, no tree spite, no tree sprites, please. Did you hear similar things? We talked about that. Uh, and finally, my last question, when will we see Everwild again? Don't know. E3. Who knows? Yeah, probably E3. It'll probably go quiet until E3. E3 will probably be back in its traditional form, I reckon, next year. Yeah, because I it hope seems so. like the rest of the world outside Australia does not believe COVID is a thing. <laughs> like, I'm seeing crazy stuff. Oh yeah, Victoria apparently has officially eliminated COVID, thirty days straight without a new case. So apparently, according to epidemiologists, that means you've effectively eradicated it or something. Interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's 30 days straight. No new cases, no active cases, no deaths, no nothing. It's for all intents and purposes, it's kind of gone. I don't know how true that is. Because it's probably it not that true. Sh- Just don't leave your house without a mask. Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't there be people walking around asymptomatic potentially spreading it? I don't know. I don't know how this could stuff works. be. Uh, okay, next. Big Z. Hi, all. My question is in regards to the amount of titles at launch that are 60 frames or above and how this is a shift from the more traditional 30. 30 is not as traditional as you think, Bigsy. Do you think this target will hold throughout the gen for a large percentage of games, and do you think developers can even row back back? the frame rate target now that more and more people see the benefits of high frame rates? For example, with Assassin's Creed. You know, 30 frames, everyone keeps talking about 30 frames being traditional. It's actually not. I'd argue 60 is more common than 30 across video games history. Yeah. 30, 30 became 30 is... normal with the 360 and PS3. Yeah. Prior to the 360 and PS3, uh, actually, that's not true because the, the 64 Saturn PlayStation generation was like 30 or lower. But the know. 8 and 16-bit generations were 60. 30, 30, FPS, 30 FPS didn't come into... I don't think it came into common, like acceptance in gaming culture until consoles moved to 3d yeah that's right because 8 and 16 were 60 even the ps2 gamecube xbox generation with dreamcast was more predominantly 60 i think i think 
Well, that was because it was mostly dominated by like Japanese action games yeah, or like, games following like, that vein. Back, uh, fighting games. Uh, I don't remember a lot of 30 games on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, to be completely honest. Uh, there were a lot of Western games that were 30 FPS. I know Morrowind was 30 FPS on the uh, on the original it Xbox. Was, 30 yeah. FPS with dips, but, by the way. But, but I feel like the majority issues. I feel like the majority <laughs> were probably 60 in that generation. Or at least I rem- most of the games I remember playing during that generation were 60. Most. Mm. Not all, but most. To me, 30 became more common with the PS3 and the 360. That's where Maybe you just started noticing common. it more then. Mm, I don't know, maybe. Thanks to Digital Foundry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, you're just going to give John that much, that much like, heat over that, huh? It's not John. It's all of Digital Foundry. It's not just him. He's just the one that's complaining about the shit they're copying a lot. And it's like, but you guys are responsible for a lot of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are. I mean, whether they like it or... It wasn't intentional. Obviously, they wouldn't mean to do something like that. They're just doing a job. Like, it gets views and it gets hits and it makes them money. So they do it. But, like, to me, you have to accept the fact that you are very largely responsible for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Whether you intended it or not, you are. So it's like, I don't know. It is. It is what it's, it is. It's a weird catch-22, like, yeah, anyway. It'd be nice if we didn't have to worry about it, but the reality is you do. Um, so, yeah, well, I, I think 60 will be more common. Or yeah, I hope so. Performance modes, at the very least, performance modes. What I hope happens, it's not going to, but what I hope is, I hope a lot of developers go back to their games if it's easy enough and unlock the frame rates on them. Yeah. Like... You know, it, oh it's my god, Dark Souls three running at sixty FPS on the Xbox Series X well, would be freaking amazing. Like these weird situations where the raw disc of Assassin's Creed Unity can run at four K sixty, but as soon as you patch it, it's you locked. Can't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and apparently, same with God of War. So I played God of War at sixty on PS five, and it was great, but it was ten eighty. Um, when I switched to the resolution mode, you saw the difference. But it ran at 30, which was very jarring after you've just seen it at 60. Yeah. But apparently the disc unpatched version of God of War runs at 4K 60. So it'd be nice if some of those studios, if it was easy enough and not too much work, to go in and just unlock the frame rate. I'd so love that, it, but I just, I very much doubt yeah. a lot of devs go back to their I, old stuff I and ju- tweak the knobs, Yeah, I just wish, I wish I wish dynamic you could. resolutions... I wish dynamic resolutions and unlock frame rates were far more common. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's future-proofing it. It is. It means that future hardware... Yeah, it means that future hardware will take your game and just go bang, push it all the way up. Hells yeah. It'd be really nice. At least, at least come with a, at least come with a toggle to lock or unlock. Because if you're performing on a machine where you're, you can't get the 60 FPS performance out of, but you want to leave that option in for the future since that option is on the table now. Yeah, that's right. You can right. just say, hey, you know, if you want to, if you want to play at 60 FPS, at 45 FPS, like 90% of the time on this Gen 1 box, here you go. But once you get the next box, it's 60 locked. Yeah, yeah. it'd be nice. I mean, One day. try and think ahead, guys. Okay, last, last question, but there's a lot of parts to it. Let's see if we can burn through this liam s hi guys one the focus for microsoft right now seems to be acquisitions but do you think they will cultivate anyone to become a second party studio like playground before they were acquired 
I could see how someone like Remedy would not be excited about getting acquired, but would be happy making games for Xbox as an independent. Okay, so this is kind of like a... Like Rooming a Sobo. Them. They've kind of done that with the Sobo. I... They have a deal with the Sobo, I think. Don't they? Yeah, I think I think any future second-party stuff will be done through deals where Microsoft keeps the IP. Yep, that's uh, standard now. I don't think them. Microsoft is interested... Yeah, Microsoft is no longer interested in doing partnerships with studios who want to own the IP they're working on. Mm. Microsoft wants full control because they don't want an Insomniac situation again where uh, Insomniac makes Sunset Overdrive yeah. and then gets bought by Sony and can never make another Xbox game again. Uh, or Sunset, well, they not... can't, well, Sunset Overdrive can't come out on Xbox again. So if Sunset, yeah. if Sunset Overdrive 2 happens, it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. If Sunset Overdrive 2 happens, but it might not be a slow enough moving game for Sony to greenlight. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't no, and it doesn't have a crying fast. it doesn't have a crying man in his 40s. So And it's the and it's third person, but I think the camera might be too far back. All right, gentlemen, all right, let's camera. calm down. <laughs> it's a little bit too colorful and a little bit fast and actiony. It's too much fun is what it is. Yeah. And I don't know if there's enough cutscene opportunities. <laughs> which is unfortunate. It's getting but silly anyway, now. Yeah, this is getting silly now. Um, Come on, let's burn through so these. True, though. It's so true, though. Um, so, yeah, they might look at... Because, yeah, I was saying before, don't they have a bit of a deal with Asobo? I know Asobo have the deal with Focus, but uh, I don't know. They have a deal for they Flight might... Simulator specifically, but it might not be for any other titles, oh, okay. to my knowledge. I might be thinking of Flight Sim. There might be a long-term deal with Flight Sim. Um, yeah, they may do stuff like that, but do they need to now with so many of their own studios? Not like, really. And like, and and don't forget, they've got 23 studios, but a lot of those studios have multiple teams. Yep. So, yes, they have 23 studios, but they have like 40 teams or so. They've got a lot of teams now. Yeah, it's good. people aren't uh, they... ready yet for, for what a different generation this is going to be for Microsoft. And I feel... Because I know it's because a lot they've of us taken have been their saying, time to get going. Yeah, a lot of us have been saying for a number of years, just wait, it's coming. And it feels like we're still having to say that a little bit. Yeah, like, I know. Just, just wait next yeah. year. Oh, wait for build. Oh, wait for E3. But, you know, yeah, like, no. we really mean it this time. Just wait. It's because so much had to change. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just the case of Slow them having to, to acquire turn. studios. Like, Microsoft, from a game development point of view, has also had to change just how they deal with studios. Like, now they're saying... to Like, you've gone from a decade of Microsoft saying, nah, you've got to get it out. You've got to get it out. Nah, sorry, you've got to do it now. Nah, you have to do it now. To saying, you're not ready yet? Okay. No worries, keep going. Oh, you, you guys don't want to announce that yet? Okay, don't worry about it. Oh, you guys want to pull that from that show and show it at another show? Okay, no worries. So it's it, there's two shifts there, which is why everything feels so different and feels like you're waiting for so long because there's been two major, major shifts behind the scenes. It sucks because everyone wants everything the way they want it, which is announce everything now and yep. show, 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 but... Yeah, unfortunately. Announce everything now and release it immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, Bethesda might keep doing it that way. Yeah. Like, I fully expect Starfield's, Starfield's reveal to release 
to be quite short like Bethesda have always done. But yeah, I think. I mean, Starfield's already been interesting. Revealed, so. Note. Has it? That's was it actually like full it, on? No, full it's on had revealed? a teaser. There wasn't a gameplay revealed, but it's had a teaser, and yeah, that's but I'm not talking about to yeah, release. But Bethesda, the way they normally do it, is they full on show a reveal, reveal, and then release that same year. So normally on Starfield, I, I think it's coming this year, and the reason, or at least I think we're going to see the big reveal this year. The reason I say that's how that, the drums are beating because even when Phil was talking, he did an interview with The Verge, I think. Was it The Verge? I think it was The Verge. Maybe. Most recent one where he talked about Game Pass and he talked about how launch was and the pre-order debacle and all of that stuff. But he talked about um, the ZeniMax acquisition and he said, you know, um, you know, with ZeniMax and Starfield, like, of all of the things to mention, mm, you, you mm. call out the key IP and the reason for that is if you look at the analytics for Starfield, people want it. Right, even mm. a mate of mine, he said to me, "You know, I know you don't like Skyrim particularly. It's not my genre, right? The big open world RPGs of grind." But he also knows I'm a massive sci-fi nerd, and the idea of if it's if it's that and it and it's like done well, yeah, I, I'd be interested, you know. Which is why it needs to be exclusive as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens. I, I'm not interested in it, but yeah. I get why it's yeah most likely going to be big and should be an exclusive. That's what Microsoft needs right now. Yep. Big one. A big exclusive that people want to talk about. Yep. That's what they need, whether they like it or not. Um, yeah. Question number two. How IO Interactive revealed that they were working on a 007 game. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, you're right. We, we didn't. didn't talk about that. Well, I think that was uh, most seems to be... annoying reveal ever, but yeah. Yeah, but like it was... Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, seems a bit weird to me. Surely they would have been better off waiting for something like the Game Awards to show that short teaser. Probably right. Also interesting that they didn't announce any platforms for it. Maybe trying to drive up acquisition price. Yeah, I, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. I am staggered that Dan Jack, which is the company that oversees everything Bond media, yeah, allowed a new Bond game. Like, that is the company holding back your GoldenEye remake. That's them. Jerks. Everyone keeps talking about acquisition. Everyone keeps talking about Activision, Nintendo, Microsoft. It has nothing to do with any of them. Activision aren't involved. I don't know why people keep talking about Activision. Activision aren't involved anymore. They have nothing to do with Bond and Bond games. Stop talking about Activision. I don't think it has anything to do with Nintendo. Because that game was a rare game. On Nintendo 64. That's why you see Jet Force Gemini on Xbox One. If Nintendo was a problem, why do we have all these Nintendo 64 Rare games in the Rare collection? Nintendo has nothing to do with why 007's not out. It's between Microsoft, Rare, and Danjack. Danjack, don't for some reason they don't want that GoldenEye 7, it's GoldenEye 007 remake seeing the light of day. It is all Danjack. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. That's such a shame. And I, I, I think they don't like GoldenEye as a property. I think, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, yeah, I, my as soon as I saw this 007 game get announced, I'm like, maybe this is hopefully a step 
towards that GoldenEye remake seeing the light of day because I don't care what anyone and Now they're going to cancel it. Now they're going to cancel it because <laughs> you want GoldenEye instead of the game they're making. That that GoldenEye <laughs> remake, that GoldenEye remake would sell consoles. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it would. I reckon it would sell consoles. People would love it. Like, oh, it's got it, split it is, screen it exactly game. how it used to be. It is a game that would penetrate meme culture. It is a game that people would talk about because... And its its legend has grown over the years. GoldenEye 007. Because if you actually go back yeah. and play that on Nintendo 64, it is it is borderline unplayable. Yeah, it's like, really it rough. Not, Perfect Dark was the better not, game. Just saying. It's not... Yeah, GoldenEye 007 as a playable game has not held up. But its legend has grown. And when you play that uh, remaster on 360, the Perfect Dark one, it feels great at 1080-60. Yeah. And GoldenEye would feel great at 1080-60. I, I think that remaster needs to happen for Microsoft's sake. Now, I don't know. Maybe Dan Jack is super stubborn. I don't know. But if I was Phil or Matt Booty or whoever is behind that decision, mate, work at it. Like, talk to Jan- Dan Jack. Get that game out. Yeah, it'll be so good. I-, I think IO is perfect for this. Because Hitman and its style is very like GoldenEye was on 64. Like, I don't know how many of you remember that GoldenEye game, but it had missions. Now, obviously, there was no such thing as episodic games back then. But... They were selectable missions, and you could do them at different di- difficulty levels and jump back and forth yep. between them. And so good, so it, good. It's, it's exactly what Hitman became. Hmm. Like that's yes. how they, like good point. They're perfect. They're they're literally the perfect studio for it. Yeah. Um, yes, you are right though, Liam. I'm surprised they didn't announce it at the Game Awards, especially given it's so close to the Game Awards. Maybe you'll get a full trailer because that's the thing. It was like, yeah, tune in, big announcement, and it was like a 10-second thing that Zed yeah. Huge ruined just So maybe, before. yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe we will see something at the Game Awards for it. And yeah, no no platforms. Was there platform? I thought there was platforms. At I can't remember. I thought the trailer had logos of the platforms. I don't Maybe recall. I'm misremembering. I don't recall. Mm. Okay. Number three out of six. Cool. Do you think that Xbox <laughs> do you think that Xbox might have another EXO style event early next year? Waiting for E3 feels a bit too long. Nope. It would be good to have a show about what is coming to Xbox in the next year specifically. Maybe after the Bethesda acquisition is complete. You might have an inside um, Xbox episode, but not an EXO. Yeah. They won't have an EXO. They would have had that by now, and it was that fan yeah. fist. And I fully expect Halo Infinite to release at the end of the first quarter, maybe beginning middle of second. So that will be your big moment for Xbox first half of the year anyway. Give it longer. Uh, number four. Of the announced games from Xbox first, first party, including Bethesda, which game do you think will be the most surprising to people, either in how good it is or how it wasn't what people were expecting? For me, I think Avowed is going to be surprisingly amazing. I have so much faith in Obsidian. I think your faith is well-placed. I think Avowed is going to capture that Skyrim. Um, Honestly, I'm not really that hyped for Avowed because I found out Josh Sawyer isn't on it. And I'm more hyped for whatever Josh Sawyer is doing. He did tweet the other day that his character art for the game he's working on is epic. But you'll have to wait and see on that front, won't you? 
Yeah. For me... The reason why is because... And anyone who's a big Fallout or Obsidian guy would know this. uh, But he was the lead writer for uh, Fallout New Vegas. And his work... The games he's worked on, like Pillars, have been absolutely phenomenal in the writing department. He's a very, very clever guy. They're great games. He's a very talented uh, dude. Uh, So... I was disappointed finding out that Avowed wasn't his game, to okay. be honest. Well, for me, of the stuff that's been officially announced, probably Everwild. Yeah. I still think it's going to be really good. I think Everwild's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I, I do think, I do think um, hmm. I think. I think Halo Infinite is going to surprise people. Yeah, I know. I was going to mention Halo as well. <laughs> but I, it's like, yeah. I, I think, genuinely, I genuinely think that Halo Infinite is going, despite the poor reveal, I think... Graphics don't make a game, though. I, I think, graphics yeah, I, don't I, make I agree a game. with you. Graphics don't make a game. But I think that, overall, when that launches, people are going to suddenly go... Oh my god! Um, I think there's, they're, they're like, going to be doing. It's some almost things like that... Crackdown all over again. It's almost like Crackdown ah. all over again, though. Crackdown. No, no, no. What I'm saying, the the, the analog. Oh, I'm so they're going to release a bad game then? Is what you're, no, is what you're saying? Like what I'm saying is, <laughs> Crackdown was only getting crap because of its graphics. That's it. Yeah. That was the only reason no. it was getting crap when it was revealed. When it was revealed, it was only getting okay. shit for its graphics. When and it then it released, revealed. and then it got it got shit for not being that much of an improvement over anything. To be honest, whatever. But it still felt great to play. And the thing that <laughs> the thing that's getting lost with all look again, look at Halo. What's actually getting shit on about Halo? The graphics. It's only the graphics. Yeah, the gameplay. Was Most great. people have said that the gameplay looked great, and it did. It looked amazing. Yeah. And it's like, and. <laughs> It's a debate for another time. It is. This is uh, no, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. It, it goes back to what we were talking about with the Game Awards. Yeah. It's it's shit that that's what things have become. I agree. That that graphics are taking precedence over gameplay. It's garbage. Because we play video games, we don't play movies. And I yeah, hate yeah. that graphics have taken... I hate that ta- graphics are taking precedence over gameplay I hate it I hate it with a passion anyway question We maybe we do a whole episode about that five I don't know oh there'll be time to talk uh, about Halo soon enough five oh, I'm talking about that greater discussion around graphics and gameplay yeah um, what country do you think Microsoft sees as the most viable to expand their market share South Korea seems to be doing pretty well for them with xCloud Maybe we will see an acquisition to help out there. Monster Hunter is really popular in Asia worldwide. Um, I'm assuming that both Microsoft and Sony see China as the big thing. No? Yeah, but China, you have to do a bunch of rules. You know, there's limits on video game time. I just, I think places like South Korea, uh, India, I think, with xCloud is a big market for Microsoft, believe it or not. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, it, yeah, I guess so. I think Sony and Microsoft did both see China at first, though. 
they both pushed into China a few years back with PS4 and Xbox One, but I don't think I don't know if they got the penetration they were hoping for. Yeah. You know, the old 1%. <laughs> um, last question. Uh, do This is it. This is the last, last question. Uh, do you think some of the Bethesda studios might revisit some older Microsoft IP once their game trilogies are finished? I would love Arcane to do a Shadowrun immersive oh, sim. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, an awesome cyberpunk setting would be amazing for an arcade game. Yeah. Uh, did I say arcade? Uh, or did I, I say arcade? I heard arcane, but I think you said arcade. Yeah, arcane games. Uh, thanks for the amazing podcast. I always look forward to it. Uh, yeah, arcane. I think we said this back when the uh, acquisition first happened, that they're the studio, I reckon, that is like a, a dark horse. Like, yeah. as far as a Microsoft first-party studio goes now. Like, arcane with genuine big budget resources and working without the fear of oh our game has to sell x million copies and da 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 because arcane's games on game pass everyone is going to try them yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they turn out to be like some of the highest downloaded games that game pass has yeah wouldn't surprise me like you know like it's funny i watched the trailer oh yeah fun fact I had actually never watched the trailer for Deathloop before. Ha. It looks um, good, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I was on the PS5 store and Deathloop has a tile there and it runs a video if you want it to. So I watched the trailer for Deathloop. And yeah, it looks... I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm as hyped as everyone else. It looks okay. Um, I'm sure it probably will be good. But then I'm like, I'll just wait and download it on Game Pass. I'll just give it a go on Game Pass in a year's time. Or whenever it is. Like... That I, I think Arcane's games will actually have massive success on Game Pass. Yeah. I think a lot massive. of those studios are going to see some serious success. O- only because Arcane has made those games that people see, think to themselves, oh, that looks interesting, but I don't want to buy it. Yeah. And they are the games that will do really well on Game Pass. Those games where people... There's something about them that just don't push people over the edge to want to fork out the money for them. Yeah. And I feel like Arcane's games have really... For better or worse, don't get me wrong. I'm not... Like, I bought Dishonored Death of the Outsider and I reckon that's great. (laughs) Um, But... uh, I feel like their games are those games where there's just something about them that don't push people over the edge to actually want to fork out the money to buy them. Yeah. Which to me is like perfect Game Pass. Like Game Pass will allow those games to really reach an audience, I think. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll find out. They're a good studio. Definitely. Really good studio. That's it. That's all the questions. Blimey. Ooh. That was a six-question marathon, Liam. Like, next time you are barred, yeah. one question only, all right? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I, I'd argue you turned a one-hour, 50-minute podcast to a two-and-a-half-hour one, you cheeky, cheeky We've ended person. up hitting... Oh, we're, we're just on two hours, aren't we? Two hours, 18. No, two, and two hours, 18 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, it was good. It was a good one. I think we, we, we got through a lot. I think there's a couple of debate points there that might warrant some interesting threads on the Xbox Zero forums, particularly around gameplay versus mm. narrative graphics. And, and graphics. Yeah. I'd actually like to do a dedicated podcast episode to the, on that. 
the big debate. Maybe maybe we should start yeah. a new show like Nick's Nick's grind grinds your gears like that Peter Griffin. You know what really grinds my gears, America? You. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't mind having a, a an episode where we virtually just talk about that. It's such a pet peeve of mine. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, game X game has terrible graphics. Well, that's just a terrible game. Yeah, game game's what bad. A terrible game. It's a terrible game. Don't touch it. It's like don't don't have that attitude. Don't Unfortunately, that, attitude. that is the attitude of today. Yeah, but there's a comp- there's a certain company that has caused that. Yeah, and that's why I didn't want to say it because I know the reaction that's going to get. But there is a very specific company that has caused that shit to prevail, and it pisses me off. Never mind. But anyway, um. As always, we like to thank our audience, our subscribers, our followers, our community. Um, you're all absolutely lovely, and you keep us uh, going episode after episode. Forty episodes feels like a milestone, even though yeah, big four zero, epic four zero. Yeah, it's because like, we do it every two weeks. It would have been eighty if we were nuts, weekly. isn't it? If we did it, it weekly. would have been eighty. I know a lot of people yeah. want us to do it weekly. Um, God. I'd love to, but we'd we'd probably yeah, be a lot well. shorter. But then I know that we wouldn't be able to help ourselves, and it would still go on for two I hours. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> but it is what yeah. it is. But um, yeah, we'll, on that note, we'll we'll wrap things up. We'll draw them to a close. Um, if you're if you're new to us and you've stuck it all the way through, please give that uh, video a thumbs up. Give us uh, a sub on on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Join the Xbox Zero forums, and even check out our yep. Patreon. Um, where you can help support us directly in everything we do. Um, and until next time, thank you for watching, yep. and we'll we'll see you soon. Ciao for now. See you, everybody.